And we're back. And two, we're almost done. Two more shows to go. And we're done till uh, January. Uh, two more shows. This one and the next one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess you can count this one. Yeah. Because we're not starting the show. Well, we, we, are, we are underway, but we're back um, this January 10th. No, January 11th, we're back. Oh, I'm not here. I'm not here January 18th. Just giving you guys a heads up. Okay. That's a big heads up. Well, we got a plan ahead, right? Welcome in. Call the Audible. Can't plan behind. Iggy, Eagle, Mocon here. A uh, few things. Uh, anything we can announce or no? Registration is closed. Yes, registration is <laughs> closed. We get a lot of emails about yeah. that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we filled up real... Wait, are we past the minute? Yes. Real fucking fast. Um, normally, our registration goes until, like, maybe the first week of December. We were done before American Thanksgiving. Like, literally, yeah. on the show, we're like, yeah, we had, yeah. like, ten spots left. By the time the show was published it in the morning, was there was done. no more spots. Yeah. Um, luckily, we're working on getting some new facilities in place uh, that we believe will accommodate additional capacity at the detriment of a slightly longer schedule for the season. Details will be coming shortly to all captains and then the impact of that for everyone. So we'll give people a heads up that that's happening. Mm. Details but, were handed out. Well, they were writing it yes. down. So. Yeah. All right. Say we should do like the cannonball. Uh, uh, sorry. No, that's cannonball run. Uh, anyway. There's an old movie that did like a run from one end to the other end of the world, but uh, ooh, fun. We should do a, like a like a meet us at this facility to sign up and see how many people show up to sign up physically. People would do it. That's how it used to be done. No, back in the day, good times. Yes, indeed. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for that in the coming days um, about this situation that could open up. I say could, not can, well, could. Yeah. For the uh, waiting list teams. Waiting yeah. list teams here because, uh, you know, no question, winter's the biggest of the three seasons. And um, due to circumstances out of our hands, uh, with Lachine no longer in the equation, they kind of uh, handcuffed the whole process. But hopefully this will uh, open up another avenue of teams. And, and I was going to say, there's I don't think we have enough spots for all the teams on the waiting list, which is very unfortunate. And I, I know, you know, it, uh, as a team that may not make it, it's like, oh, that fucking sucks or whatever it is. I will mention, just in case people are wondering, none of the teams that didn't register on time were due to a rating request. So good job to the ratings team to make sure that we got these updated as quickly as we possibly could so teams could register quickly. Um, we're trying to accommodate as many teams as we can. So there's only going to be a handful or so that actually aren't going to make it as of now. But again, people maybe have not submitted it. And the impact for the overall season seems to be okay where we've talked with Sked Builder, um, our resident in chief for building the schedules, and we're going to try and optimize such that if we do, because it's going to be a longer regular season because of more weeks, but we're going to try and ensure that teams don't have super long buys between their games or double headers to make sure that their schedule is equally distributed throughout the uh, the period, essentially. So doing everything we can in our power and then there's other projects happening behind the scenes which i cannot talk about because uh, i'm under nda but things are going on to try and improve our capacity in the future mm. that's all i can say interesting so there you go could happen that's all it is could one more announcement for everyone this upcoming saturday december 2nd because i can do days three o'clock to four thirty. 
Stad Heber, please tell me I'm right. Yep. Yes. Okay, good. I didn't check. Uh, we are running our free agent combine for the winter 2024 season. So for those of you who may not be familiar with this concept, this is a thing we introduced a few years ago where a bunch of players came to us saying, hey, listen, I love football or I'm from out of province or out of country or I've never played it before. My friends are interested, but I love it and I want to start playing, but I don't know how to get on a team. And so previously our answer was, well, fill in a form on our sites and then that kind of went nowhere. And then we also had the idea of people posting on our Facebook group and Facebook is kind of not the same as it used to be. Let's just put that nicely. So we introduced a free agent program where you can register as an individual person and we will try and match you to a team or assemble a group of free mm -hmm. agents. This year, we're planning to have up to four free agent teams. And even at that level, there's a high possibility that we're still going to have additional people that are looking for teams that uh, may be an extra plus one or plus two on your roster. Yeah. If you don't want to be assigned a person off of a list, you're welcome to attend the free agent combine and talk to these people directly. As a captain. As a mean, captain. Well, a even team. as a player, frankly. I mean, but yes, sure. like sign them on your team officially and everything. And then that way they don't have to go through our free agent program. So this is your chance to scout and pick up the best of the best before they are gone. There'll be uh, already some uh, captains and players on teams uh, coming to scout. Some voodoo uh, guys. And they've got some good people off free agency in the past, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always fun to watch that uh, combine. You know, the, uh, he's a great 40-yard run over there. Great hands. Smart player out there. Uh -huh. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, when I had my last iteration of lockdown, we picked up three yes. free agents that wanted to play as a friend group together. And yeah. we're like, yeah, sure, literally I'll take three people, no problem, because yeah. I was having attendance problems with my, my core. And we made the finals that year. So yep. Yep. it just goes to show that there's talent out there. Yep, yeah, sure. you just got to find it, man. That's all. That's it. That's all. Okay, and uh, last but not least, before we get into the show, uh, a reminder that next weekend is the um, Fall Cup Finals. Uh, Saturday is in Brossard, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon it's in it's in uh, at Hibari in Saint Leonard. So, Brossard Saturday, Saint Leonard Sunday uh, for the two days, and uh, prime time Saturday and afternoon Sunday. So we'll be done by four thirty ish on Sunday. Yeah, five maybe, just give or take a few. Yeah, uh, yeah, five we'll, o'clock. We'll figure it out. And then Bubbles Sunday up though. Sunday night football, uh, Eagles, yeah. Cowboys. Uh. Yeah, that's right. Chiefs, Bills, 430. Okay, so uh, that as well. So we'll have a reminder on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff for next week and what's going to happen for the finals. And let's dive into it, uh, Iggy. With our BuzzFit promo. Hey, FPF players. Looking to take your fitness to the next level? BuzzFit Gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. And if you're not seizing this deal, well, you probably should for the new year and get yourself in shape, you fatty. Hey, no fat shaming here. You see Bruce Hogan? It looks like he's getting himself in shape by BuzzFit over there. His uh, everyday reminder of what he's doing every day. Chest, tries, legs, the whole nine. Chest, but Of course. Okay. Um, nope. Let's dive into it. Eggs, tier four. A lot yep. to unpack. So we'll focus in on, of course, the uh, November 25th and 27th games. And, of course, we have our matches now set up for the quarterfinals on the weekend. Going to Monday as well. Well, to be determined, of course. Um, okay, so let's look at the Saturday games in terms of what happened. Salt and Pepper, I would believe that's a forfeit that they won yep. over Mega Ron, so it is what it is. Boo! Uh, Toon Squad taking out Pack-A-Punch uh, by three scores. Only Flags beating Hude by two. Surprisingly enough, Hude scored more than five points. 
Um, and then Super Troopers taking out Don't Ben Don't Break by 27. So what happened to Hude in the last couple of games? Because they suddenly started performing. Yeah. I guess it took a whole season to get cracking. So, yeah, I mean, they ended up putting Adam Weechi uh, or Weechi at uh, quarterback. Uh, it seemed to make Did you a, say Avicii? Ceviche. Ceviche. He has a new nickname all of a sudden. Uh, they put him at quarterback. It seemed like he was doing a lot better than uh, Tanner Keaton, I believe it was. Uh, so, yeah, they, they made they made a little good run at it at the end and uh, got some extra games in, but uh, only flags a bit more of an experienced team. Uh, you know, it's a two-point victory. That's a convert win, basically, or it could have been a safety. Or they could have scored three, uh, four touchdowns and two converts. Right. So, um, but then you look at um, Super Troopers winning rather easily over Bendel Break by 27 points. Uh, surprised by that scoreline and how that played out uh, with those two teams. Mm, are you asking if I am? Yeah, you're surprised by that N- scoreline. No, I've seen now. I hadn't seen Super Troopers play since like September. So, uh, basically, uh, a whole season ago. Um, and I then saw them. Uh, at Brossard recently for their first playoff game, and I was I was really impressed with the improvement of uh, Kenny Boutsellier and and just the defense. The it's a core team now that's been playing for three plus seasons. Uh, they seem to have put it all together, and with Rico Tolino as their uh, him and really Zach uh, Zachary Alberts Gill as the two uh, mainstays and pillars on offense and defense. Uh, they have this team rolling, and no, I'm not too surprised that they were uh, able to take a bend don't break team. Sure, that went to the final in Div uh, E, mm-hmm. but just missing that experience and and usually rely on their athleticism which is really great athleticism but usually rely on that a little too much going up against really a true flag team in super troopers who they probably looked at them and were like okay we can beat these guys but then you know end up losing 33 to 6 just experience and knowledge of the game takes you a long way especially in playoff games right it's hard to win in this league and and Ben Don't Break still learning how to win playoff games, right? Right. So, so not surprised by that. And then obviously on the Monday games, Save Turf Tolls and Doing Molasses win their games. They'll play Monday at Saint Laurent, and when Diesel losing against Save the Turf Tolls and Cooking Monsters, surprisingly, in my my eyes, I thought they were going to win this game against Doing Molasses, and they lose uh, by four. So I would imagine, I think I'm surprised by that scoreline that that the Monsters lost uh, by three, a big part to Dylan Molasses. That was a good, I, I saw a little bit of it. Uh, it was back and forth. Uh, although back and forth in the sense, not just score for score. It was actually kind of like two scores uh, at a time for each team. So doing Molasses, I believe, went up 13 nothing in the game. Cookie Monsters made a comeback, but then doing Molasses scored another two to, no one, like, doing Molasses seemed to pull away uh, I, several times into this game, but Cookie Monsters <laughs> would be coming right back. Uh, it, just an interception on defense uh, uh, off a tip ball um, from one of the receivers of uh, Doing Malas. Just things like that, one-offs, uh, were able to get Cookie Monsters back into the game. But in, in the end, it was, a, it was a game of converts that, uh, that Doing Malas took advantage of. Okay, on to the Saturday night. We've got the quarterfinals set up. Uh, we got Pastor Rabia, Only Flags, Wind Diesel, Salt, and Pepper. Uh, the Cooking Monsters Tune Squad ran fans against Super Troopers. Uh, the game that is most likely to have an upset is? Uh, most likely to see an upset. Mm. 
And 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 here's a scheduling note actually, because a scheduling note in terms of how the brackets work. Uh, so Eagle, actually, if you can scroll uh, into the tier cup four uh, divisional page and then go to the playoff breakdown, uh, because it's interesting that you say, you know, who's a, uh, a, and somewhat zoom in on this. So, uh, a lot, and a lot of teams ask me about this. Uh, you'll notice that Ramfins and Pasta Arabiat, the one and two seeds are not playing the lowest seeded teams. So the fact that uh, Cookie Monsters and Wind Diesel made it further into the bracket and lost later than Ramfins and Pasta Rabiat actually makes them the highest seed in the quarterfinals. So Ramfins and Pasta Rabiat lost their one and two seed home field advantage, uh, so to speak, but only for the quarterfinals round. So uh, in the next round, if all those four uh, high seeds win, Ramfins regain their number one seed. So it gets a little confusing, but basically if you make it further uh, and and get a loss later in the rounds, you actually, and, and, then, and then lose, happen to lose, you actually have the higher seed for only that quarterfinal round in, in, in this case. I don't know if that was... Uh, it was, that uh, was I'm lost. <laughs> the depending yeah. on where you uh, when you, you lose, when you, you lose, move yes. through the bracket accordingly. It's yes. what it comes down to. Yeah. So the matchups are predetermined, so to speak, in terms Almost, of the way you yeah. go up or down into the lower bracket. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Yes. So that, that's uh, so all, all all to say, and then now to go back to your question of uh, of who's most likely to pull off the upset. Yeah. I think Super Troopers, just for reasons that I mentioned over Ramfins, um, that's one that I could I could see either team winning. I wouldn't be surprised. So uh, give me Super Troopers. I'll give me Toon Squad over, over Cookie, Cookie Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, because they. They played each other back in week five and a 10-point loss for, for the squad against Monsters at okay. St. Laurent. I was there scorekeeping it. I recall it. So yeah. so answer me. Give your analysis, and then I have a question for you. So I I think this is a moment now for, for uh, Cookie Monsters. Sorry, Toon Squad, I beg your pardon, mm -hmm. where they can take that, that turn in their franchise ascension. And if they're able to get this skin to beat – Cookie Monster is a team that they lost by 10, and I think the key will be how Garner Ross will approach his game plan, um, how he utilizes his weapons, and what he does. Is, is he going to be patient? Mm -hmm. Is he going to force throws? Um, if he's patient, I think that really puts the Monsters on their heels because they're going to get a little bit twitchy and antsy because they put a lot of man-to-man -man defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if he's smart in how he angles and places the ball, I think that will help him. So I think Garner Ross has to come up with a, not an effective game plan, but a smart game plan that, that – kind of keeps the possession in their favor and makes yeah. them a bit aggravated, aggravated because they want to get the ball quick and they want to score quite a bit in, in, a, in a fast succession. Yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. And that actually kind of did happen in, in their previous uh, regular season matchup. The only thing is one, I, I believe it was one interception at, at least, uh, but it was one interception that really turned the tides and, and, and turned the possession game over to Cookie Monsters, and, right. and from then, it they could never get back in it. Even though, at the end of the game, they totally mismanaged their their play count. There were still three plays remaining in the game, and Garner Ross was throwing bombs from the middle of the field when 
He could have still taken one more play to advance 10 to 12 yards, score, and go for the onside kick, have two more plays, score, mm-hmm. and go for a two-point convert to try and at least tie the game. Instead, he's chucking balls in, into the end zone and never didn't almost like didn't realize that they weren't out of the game. So he's going to not have to make or at least make one less mistake than Felix Boutet does on, on as a quarterback. Right. And to manage the game better at the end. He didn't know. I, I, I have a strong belief that he didn't know that they had a chance to come back and tie that game, which was weird. To me. Oh, Garner's a smart kid. I know, I don't which is why I found it weird. Yeah, I just think maybe he was just trying to air it out and see what happens. But why? You had a chance. Like, he had a chance to... They, trust me, they mismanaged their, their play counts and, and maybe didn't realize they had the onside in their back pocket. But my question to you, Mo, is yeah. how, how does Toon Squad stop Felix Boutet from running? That's Gunnar Ross keeping the ball in his possession, right? Long drives. Okay, but when they don't, <laughs> when when Cookie Monsters have yeah. the ball, no, no, for sure. Uh, like here's where here where here is where it gets really tricky for them because this is a team that whether you look at Abby Corman or or Max uh, uh, Arnovitz, who had the only sacks in the regular season. Yeah, they rush for them. They yeah, yeah, they they gotta they got to contain him because you're not going to stop him. you got to contain him and, and force him to be in a passer in the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure if they can do that. And that's why I think Cooking Monsters, with what they have at quarterback, with how they built it up so far, and you look at the rush numbers this year for Boutte, I mean, this guy's almost averaging almost the first down for every carry he's had, right? Yep. And on 38 carries, 357 uh, per pass or per rush, I beg your pardon. And then you look at his numbers as a passer, and that's where I think the guy forced him to be a passer because he's only 53% passer completion rate during the regular season and not the most outstanding passing yard. So can you force him? Can you force him to make throws? Can you force him to make uh, not passes but throws? When I say throws, make those tight window throws that he's got to convert for third, first down on a third or fourth down situation. And that means you got to be passive in how you rush him. That means you, you cannot go all out and you commit to one angle, and he's walking right by you for the first time. You cannot do that. So you'll be passive how you aggress him. Uh, except you be wide enough. You have to be wide enough where it's going to be tough for him to say, okay, I can't get around this guy. I'm going to have to throw it. And if you throw it, I mean, is he going to complete it? That's going to be key in my books and how they handle Felix Boutte in this game. Just to wrap it up there. So despite having a 53 completion percentage in the regular season and your point about making throws, I've seen now two games from Felix Boutet. He's making those throws. And his, and his playoff completion percentage, 66.7%. So he's completing two-thirds of his passes, 320, 332 yards, nine TDs in two games as a passer. Yeah, He's rushing less, seven, 74 yards on 10 attempts in two games. So five attempts for seven yards, right? He, I'm telling you, he's looking for the throws and he's making those throws. Sometimes they're a little off, sure, and that's where Toon Squad's going to have to get either a tip ball uh, landed into their hands for interceptions or straight out uh, pick out pick off uh, one of the boot So Pastor Rabia only flags. Uh, I, I'm look. I think Pastor Rabia. They they they're gonna be okay. I, I think. I think they're playing. Uh, you know, only flies team who they beat by twenty back in week two. Mm-hmm. At Vic. I think I score kept that game. I might have score kept that game. Way back at Mary Vic that I yeah the Mary Vic days of uh, FPF uh, era. But I don't. I don't know where only flies has an advantage in this game. I don't know who, where they can take the advantage against Pastor Rabiat. 
I know we made. I know we we ripped on the rat. Well, I've ripped on past Rabiat. But there's one thing that that Only Flags has going for them Speed. is that they have five guys that have five touchdowns or more during the regular season. Yeah. So that that could give them a chance where they cannot game plan on just a singular player, but they have a game plan for a full row of uh, pass catchers, which is pretty much your your five receivers on the field. And I think that could be a difference maker in how they can keep this game close enough, or them pulling off the smash or grab. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one. That one's a tough. Like, I'm not putting money on that game, right? Like, I, I, I don't know how that's that one's gonna go out. Paso Rabiat has a bit more of the high end uh, talent in Joe Morgese, which Eagle. If we're gonna, are we gonna be ready for uh, perhaps uh, something that we're preparing? I can't even see him. Is he even there? God damn it! Hello, he's there. He's, I'm he's here. busy. Uh, speaking of uh, high-end talent, we might have, uh, we will have something ready. Um, but, but yeah, like, like you're like you're suggesting, uh, I'm not sure Paso Rabiat have can go five uh, five across and and uh, line up against all no. of the only flag uh, players, especially if and they shouldn't play man; they should mostly play zone. But the, to handle the speed of all the uh, only flag players, they there are a lot of big body but big speed uh as well kind of like a there there are almost like three or four players that are like joe morghese mm-hmm. right so sure joe can take away the middle of the field and and uh but that, that only takes out so much a lot of if i'm only flags i'm running a lot of drags uh try and confuse the zone defense uh and they d- definitely have the speed for that when diesel salt and pepper um that's a toss-up in my books you flip a coin at this point, with these two teams, have you seen much of Salts and Pepper? I've this seen year? them from afar. I've, I've not, I didn't score keep their game, unfortunately, this year. But I feel like this is gonna be a, a, a it's gonna come down, to, come down to extra points. I think for these teams, yeah. who, who can execute on that point. Um, look, they didn't play each other during the regular season. This is the first time they meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at Win Diesel. I mean, this is a team that has scored thirty points, I think, twice during the regular season. So points might be at a premium, and that means extra points might be their their passport to victory in this game. I mean, so. Wilson Bags, your touchdown leader after three games, he's passing leader in yards. He's leading this team on a on a nice little playoff run. So the magic seems to be in uh, Win Diesel's bag here. Yeah, it's gonna be a coin toss. I really do f- believe you flip it in whatever lands that's your winner in this football game. Uh, Ramfin Super Troopers. Um, this has a bit intrigue in my books. Uh, I think both teams have a uh, – how can I describe this? Um, I'm trying to find the right word for this here, Iggs. Panache? No, 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 no. no, no. Panache. I think, I think both teams have a bit of a, a, a bad taste in their mouths, I think, recently in terms of how it's been for them. But oh. I think – What would the taste be? Like soured milk. Oh. Like buttermilk? No. Oh. No, <laughs> no, no. He quickly changed my mind. He's that meme, you know, it's like the girl who's like, eh, uh. <laughs> I voiced it. <laughs> yeah, sour milk. I, I, look, because look, Raf has lost Win Diesel uh-huh. uh, on the weekend last week. Yep. Now they're in this situation as we speak. I, the thing is, you look at Ramfins and, and look, I, they got the best logo, as I said, but I'm surprised they lost that game. But can they be more consistent with their offense? Yeah, the, it's, it's that, that's, yes, that is one of the questions, probably the question that they're going to have to answer uh, against Super Troopers. Yep. Yeah, that's my question. Can they be more consistent with their offense? Because you can't put up 12 and win, you're going to lose. 
and that's what happened. They got exposed for it. And Super Troopers are a good team, man. This is a team full of wealth of FPF experience. And I, we, you said before it briefly, but when I look at this team right now and how they're built, I mean, this is a team that can win on extra points, and this is a team that can get that key INT or that key sack from Zachary Albert Gills as well. So I just think that this is a team that has the 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 marauding ability to really run it on these guys if they cannot get points in this game for Ramfins. So th- it's actually an interesting one because I think the teams are built quite similarly, actually. While Ramfins might have a, the more athleticism maybe across the board, these two teams have two probably two of the best rushers in the division. And maybe not tier two, uh, tier three, sorry, even a step up. Uh, anyways, tier, we'll say in tier four. Um, the I think it's going to be a very defensive battle. I could see this one being like a 13 to 12 scoreline. And, right. and like you're saying, coming down to extra points because yeah. these two quarterbacks like to run and make plays off of the fact that you, th- that you think that they're going to run. Right. Kenny Boutillier will, will scramble around. Uh, and 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 run downfield, but then scramble around, r- look like he's attempting to run downfield. Stop and, and, and throw a deep pass for for a touchdown or for a first down. Chad Dumenil, twenty sacks on the season, it, it can really limit what what Kenny will do rolling out of the pocket. Uh, and if you limit that, you limit a lot of his game plan on offense. And I think the exact same thing is true. For Zachary Alberts Gill uh, facing off against um, Super Troopers quarterback, so so thirteen twelve. Give me a score line. I I don't know who it is, but it's going to end up thirteen to twelve. Okay, Steve Turtles doing molasses. Uh, just to clarify right now, that'll be the semifinal on Monday. The winner will go straight to the final. Final. So they yes. will go straight to the final. Loser will go to the Wednesday semifinals as well. Okay, so look, I, I I've I bought into the Save the Turtles for this run right now. Okay. I think they're definitely the favorites in this game here. They're the favorites, yeah. Um, the question that I have for Dewey Molasses coming into this game against Save the Turf Tools, if they're going to pull off the win and get themselves uh, into next Saturday's final, which I'll be calling with who, I'm not too sure yet. Um, no, we'll announce that uh, next show. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out uh, due time here. But they can put up points, Dewey Molasses. Yep. But can he stop? Can they stop this Turtles offense here? Probably not. I mean, the thing is... Because look, look how many points they give up. They, they, they've they had a bunch against weaker teams that they've given up less than 15 or less than 13. The thing is, they come up with timely interceptions, like I saw uh, against Cookie Monsters. They just... They need one... Oh, no, they, they need two stops to have like a 70% chance of... a uh, 70 to 75% chance of winning this game. They can force two turnovers, and by force, I think one of them, I mean force, and the other one being a lucky bounce here or there, uh, they they really increase their odds of winning because, like you're saying, they are capable of putting up 30-plus points. And if you take away uh, two possessions from Vincent Chung and the Savior Turtles offense, that usually you have seven in a game, that... You take away two, that's five touchdowns, that's 30 points. Then it comes down to a game of converts. Right. So who's who are you more confident in <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a convert game? I, 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 have to, I would have to go turf tools as well. Yeah. So 
and but that's why they're the favorite in this game, right? So, yeah. so interesting game. It's gonna this this one I see being thirty thirty plus points on both sides. Not not a defensive battle like uh, like Ramfins versus Super right. Troopers. Okay, on to tier three. Before and tier three, though, yes, we forgot something about uh, during at the top. Oh of the yes, show. the award winners. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll we got we're so eager to yeah. jump into the BuzzFit promo and then jump yeah, into tier yeah. four. That uh, so how do we want to do these? Do you want to do them all? At the same time, or you want to do them per tier? <laughs> we we discussed this. In the um, I wasn't listening. We did, but you know what? We're doing all one shot, right? Well, now that we didn't do it at the beginning, we'll, we'll save it at the end of the show. Then let's put it that way. We'll, oh, we'll, so, yeah. so we'll save it at the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, okay. yeah save it at the end like of the show. This. It makes yes, sense because okay. no point in doing it in between uh, division coverage. Okay, yes. end of the show. All right, tier three. Um, again, a lot to cover here in tier three. Uh, I was there for the games yesterday or on uh, yep. on Wednesday, November 29th. Oh, were you? I was there. Yes, indeed. Are you um, sure? Yes. Would you sign an affidavit about it? I can sign it for him. Yes, I saw him. Yeah. co signed that. All right. Um, uh, so am complicit. I surprised with some of the games? Yes. Illegal use of hands. Uh, they skunked the place against penetrators. Five interceptions yeah. from uh, Ale Barazzoni. Barazzoni. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, it's like he has these weird, like, big, he has, like, flat tires coming out of the blocks and has, like, a, like, when he's, like, once he comes out of the blocks, throwing a couple of INTs in the first couple of drives, which he's done normally now, mm. he's never the same. Spirals uh, down. Yeah. yeah, Wib taking out I know you the pimps, and uh, that was a very good game. Honestly, it was yeah. a great game. Just quick recap: uh, we were in control for most of the game. We were even up ten points. You know, two possession lead uh, on them. Uh, they scored to make it a four point game. Uh, get a stop on a four and out kind of situation yeah. where it was a fourth and one, fourth and one and a half. Um and they got the stop, got a uh, bat down by Mike Collard on a semi uh, quasi uh, uh, wheel route that was just uh, impromptu. Um, so he got a hand on the ball, um, swatted that away, gave them uh, possession back. I'll I'll finish and then I I just I I brain farted there for a sec because I I, I was always remembering how we only had one possession each and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I asked uh, so they get the ball back and I asked Tara how much time's left there's like a minute thirty left in the half and we've had one possession each I'm like what, what maybe I heard four and a half minutes she said one and a half um so they get a stop on defense score with about six plays remaining so we took some timeouts to save us some uh, some plays. Uh, and weren't able to come up with uh, with the final game winning drive. Uh, West Island boys get that interception to uh, to ice the game for them. But it was a good uh, good rematch from the Division D finals. And you know, I said that during the the handshake line that that that's what makes a great rivalry, right? Is you know, one team wins, then another te- the other team wins the the next the next match. Um, luckily for us, we're not out of it. We're we're still alive, and uh, hopefully we uh, we can face them or uh, it would be penetrators uh, into the final. Well, I'm hoping you guys lose, actually, for the road trip purposes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Killer Rays uh, outclassed Rico Riders. I think that was a foregone conclusion. The Riders were not a strong team coming in. No. A lot of injuries, depth was an issue with them, and the Rays were uh, a much better team in their redemption tour. Um, Trap Stars, Griff Nation, I, I score kept this game. A bit surprised by uh, Trap Stars. They, just, they can never find that, that, that moment of glory. They just got stymied by Griff Nation. It was close. It, it was, was 21-21 at halftime yeah, when, when we left. Yeah, Griff Nation uh, had the INT. And, and, you know, they, they, they got stopped a couple of times, and they realized they waved the white flag. 
in five plays that they weren't going to catch up at that point. Mm. Trap stars were dealing with a lot of injuries. Yes, this they were. Right, yeah. Trap so stars were, were ravaged by injuries this yeah. past season, and uh, they're Cooper coming back Young. for winter. They will be back yeah. for winter. And, uh, Cooper Young, yeah. James Wiseman recently yeah. went out uh, in a really uh, tough luck for, from yeah, them. Yeah, they should be okay. I think Ryan Garbage found his, his flow again, uh, hair flow, and, of course, his uh, quarterback flow. Uh, Team Saxy, I think we're both uh, on that bandwagon uh, with their win over Baby Dragon Magic. And yeah. Bandits with an upset win over Joe P- Joe's Panini. I know people were questioning Joe's Panini, how they approached the final uh, play. They had a couple plays left. Rather oh. than kind of working it down the field, they went for the kill shot for uh. the win, and they got picked off on the last second to last play. So they had a chance to win this game. They had a chance to win the game, and they kind of overshot their uh, their their angle there. And uh, That's crazy because this game at halftime was – 27 to 6. Yeah. For bandits. Yeah. And yeah. and we were messaging in our group because this actually this game determined who who most likely we would be facing but then we we realized we had the schedule all wrong. Um classic. And and well I'm like did bandits choke? Did bandits choke because uh, like if there's a team that that can mount a comeback and score quick, it's it is uh, Matthew Zepatelli. Didn't look too hot in the first half. Uh, threw a pick six to Jadaridi, who took it to the house. Uh, threw a pick on a hail mary that uh, Darcy Jani almost took to the house, stopped him at like the seven yeah. yard line. Uh, so like everything seemed going uh, in in uh, the opposite way uh, for for Matthew Zepatelli. But like I said, if there was a QB that in this division that can mount a speedy comeback it uh, it would be joe's panini uh and okay so you're telling me they had a chance on the final drive that's crazy that's crazy a chance to win and they came up short in that situation so so now we have a quarterfinals which will be sunday at uh, loyola Uh, Loyola, so web against penetrators which is a great game i think that could be uh, that could be your potential final if it played out like that team sex against griff nation uh, Killer Rays against Bandits and you guys and Illegal Use Hands await the TBAs, right, for those games, I would imagine. The correct? 8 o'clock games. 8 yeah. o'clock games. Okay, so West Island Boys, Penetrators. Um, I, the key for Webb is they got to force Justin Goodman to go outside the numbers. And yes. Because he's had great success with his second, third, and fourth receivers. So if you go across the board, five across – Talking about the snapper being your third receiver and your two right. slots being right. two and four. Sure, sure, sure. So they got to force him to go wide in, yes. into tight windows. Mm-hmm. And that's where he killed uh, against um, – um, oh, my God. I lost the team that they, that they beat. Uh, illegal Sands, right? Hands, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He killed them by going over the middle numerous times. And they had no answer stopping the crosser, had no answer stopping the hooks. And if Wibbs going to win this football game, they got to put a, a major congestion of bodies – and force Goodman to go width-wise and, and win those tight window games. If they don't do that, this might be a game where Panthers run the game on, on Wib. I'm sure Wib now taking notes. Uh, I'm sure they are. The the opposite's actually true for West Island boys, right? Zach Stacy loves his sideline comebacks, loves those five just throwing it to the sideline where it's it's really tough to defend. So penetrators on their end have to, from the one and the five, re- be very disciplined. Um, West Island boys have a lot of speed. Yeah. that like, And not just one or two players, like three, four uh, players deep with, with so much speed. Uh, they have like two of the better, the best rushers in the division on the, on their team, yeah. Ethan Adrian and uh, Julian McLaren Thompson. So if one of them ever gets burnt out, which is not usually the case, they have uh, a more than capable backup uh, in, in waiting in the reins. Um, yeah, this their their speed gives them and 
you know, if you gave some notes for West Island boys, here's some for the penetrators. They love to play a man defense just because they have so yeah. much speed to, yeah. to go up against it. So, um, so really, really good game here to for the winner to go to the final. Team Sexy Griff Nation, um, this could be weird. Yeah, it's sort of like the opposite of track in this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, if uh, who's the favorite in this one? No, other than the home and away team, who's the favorite? Well, it's all, it all depends uh, on Sabourin how he plays for Griff Nation because mm-hmm. he had a really good game uh, on Wednesday. Like he he called a really good game, like mm-hmm. as a baseball pitcher, and, uh, and he's got to call a re- really good game against Team Sexy, which has a, a very stifling defense. They're very pesky at times. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's patient with his reads, and if he's going to be calm, I think they they have a chance to pull off the win over Team Sexy. I think Team Sexy is a, is a, is on the rise. They've sort of yep. been the uh, we didn't think they'd be here, but now here they are making a run for it, Eggs. Yep. But I do like the edge with Sabourin at quarterback and what he brings. And that defense is very good. They they're they're physical. Yeah, in the right way, not in the illegal yeah, way. Yeah, and yeah. they can really give to you at times. It's something that not only are they like a little physical, they're disciplined uh, as well yeah and it's kind of the opposite of team sexy find very athletic just free flowing Mm -hmm. and that and that's why you kind of say opposite to track tier is that okay can that athleticism and and freestyle play kind of backyard football can they get away with it with a more you know they're 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 mostly a tackle team right there's giddy not griffin nation griff nation um can can they get away with what they were doing, you know, to some lower end teams here, and and and, and nothing to take away from Team Sexy, like you said, great run that they're on, um, but can they get away with it now with Griff Nation, who's a bit more, uh, bit more disciplined uh, in their assignments, right? So, interesting game. I'm not sure who the favorite is, even though Team Sexy is the home team. Um, the wild card kind of. It's not an X factor or wild card, but just Sam Anastopoulos. He's the Greek freak here. He's just the best player on the field most nights, and I think that's still true here. Olisa Boudin, as good of an offensive play caller like you're saying, just a solid on defense as well, right? He he can create a turnover for his own offense, uh, and so if uh, Ben Berrier is is throwing you know a, a bit of a wobbler downfield, which usually gets there. Uh, if if that stifling Griff Nation defense uh, can take it away once or twice, then uh, the edge there would then go to Griff Nation. Yeah, uh, Killer Ray's Bandits uh, on paper is a mismatch. Is it? Yeah, because Bandits is you know they they think I'm a hater of them, which I'm not. I just think they're not a good team. They're they're I. You think Bandits are they? This is and I remember P is always asking this: Are Bandits good? No, they're just peaking. Darcy Janis, these guys, they're just they're just peaking at the right time. The, that's, that's what it is. It's hard to tell with this team because my god, they looked dominant against Joe Spinini in the first half. I'm like like Emil Scaff making great reads, throwing great balls, defenders jumping routes and playmaking ability. Like the team looked legit. And then well, I've I've seen them in the past and I'm like and I and, and, and I'm sometimes disappointed in some of their games. The thing Bandits are a scary team. When they're high, they look like one of the best teams in Tier 3. I'm telling you. And when, they, when they're just off, they look terrible. They don't look like... They look like they could barely compete in Team 4. So... In Tier 4, sorry. It's, it's so... I, I don't know. I asked the question, are the 
Bandit's good. And are, are you trusting to score more than 30 in a game? They've done it once. From what I saw now, I yesterday. Say, you said Joe From what it. I saw yesterday, yes. They scored 27, and that was it. I know, but I they were on pace for sixty yeah, when but, I saw. But, but the pace is, wasn't met. They, they I understand. They, not they, they got shut out. They got shut out, and maybe they need yeah. me to say that they got yeah, shut out in the second half. They're not built to score thirty or plus. They're not built like a like a air raid offense. I'm telling you, the way he was Emil dri- Scaff was driving the field, it looked like he could put up fifty. Oh, by the way, I, I, uh, it's from, like it, it's from what I saw. I, I the eye test told me he was on fire, and 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 so. I don't know. Uh, I'm, the thing is, here here's the uh, the counterpart. I'm more confident in Killer Rays consistently putting up thirty. Of course. By the way, there's a sale for uh, Clementines at that Don's for two dollars a pound. Uh, excellent. Yes, yeah, on the uh, with banner. leaves or without leaves. Uh, hold on here. And do um, you eat the leaves? No, I don't eat the leaves. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, why why do they get advertised like with leaves? I don't know. I'm looking at the the banner across okay. the they're, they're prettier and everything. Like you put them out, they have little leaves. Leaves and get white. They get that. Like, yeah. Oh, then white you part. probably should be eating your clementines way earlier than yeah. that. My God. Yeah, I, I I have one a day with with vitamin the C. The thing is, I, I I love them, but like they don't like my teeth. They're too acidic, and they just. Well, it depends I, on I, you I have really them. Like, you can't have yeah. to brush your teeth. No. Yes. I. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's, uh, look, they're not going to score. Killer rays. If Killer Ray score more than thirty, they're going to win this game. The the, the bandits are not going to keep up with them. I'd say if if Killer Ray score thirty, uh, their odds of winning are like eighty five percent. And if they score thirty five or no, thirty six, it's like ninety five percent chance. Beat the Killer Rays. It's not going to happen. The, the, the run's coming to an end. I hate to break it to these guys. It's okay. not going to happen. All right. They're going to hate me all you want and see what happens from there. Okay. So as as a result, right, with you guys and legal use hands waiting for the winners. Um, quickly here, Iggs, because we can't really preview the games. Right, best and worst matchups for both teams. Looking from from the objective standpoint of where you stand with Idaho Utah Pimps. Uh, best matchup for Idaho Utah Pimps. Uh, Team Sexy. Worst matchup. Dare I say? It's it. It would be either the the winner of Killer Rays and Bandits. Killer Rays because it would be the third time these teams play each other. <laughs> like in a good way, I think both teams are fed up with each other. <laughs> like not like and again in a good way. It's like, okay, can we play another team? Like <laughs> we don't we don't want to like play each other a third time. Um, and and bandits just because like man, what uh, the 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 highs of bandits are is I'm telling you, it's scary. It it, it looks really really good. But uh, if if I had to pick between those two, you you'd have to pick uh, bandits just because of the ver- the variability in uh, in their play and performance um do i want to go for illegal use of hands or i'll throw it to you uh like legal use of hands okay i'm throwing it to you this is a team that it all de- <laughs> no no it all depends on how barazzoni plays yeah, it really hinges it on him. who they play it hinges on him yeah if he plays like 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 the never-ending river diarrhea that he was on Wednesday. <laughs> it never ends. And there you it go. Never it never ended with Well, it never ends. Diarrhea. Uh, they're not going to be whoever the 8 o'clock winners are going to be, right? So so here, here's maybe how I can phrase it to you because I feel like one of the early interception, earlier ones, and you'll tell me if it's not, was to Rocco Cristiano a pick six. Yeah. Was one of the earlier ones? That's right, yeah. Okay. Which of the four teams has a Rocco Cristiano-like 
defensive player. Because the, he, with him, it's one interception leads to another. It snowballs. And if there's a player you don't want to throw to on penetrators, oh, it's Rocco. Yeah, the Greek freak yeah. is one guy to look at. Yeah. I mean, he can change it around. Killer Rays, again, they can change it. Bandits, Darcy Giannis is the guy for them. Yeah. Griff Nation, they got a plethora of guys. So, I, like, I just think that it all depends on – it's less matchup with the but it's more on Barazzoni being a better quarterback yep. than he was. Yep. And and he was awful, got awful on, on Wednesday, and it's the truth. And if, if, if that's going to hurt his feelings, I'm sorry, man, but that's that's what it was. Yeah. And, uh, five, no, I, five interceptions. Like, you can't, can't say you had a good <laughs> – you can't, can't no. say you had a good performance. No, and just quickly, be the here, first to admit just that. To, before we get to the next division here, um, if you look at Barazzoni's stats the last few weeks of the season, including knockout stages, right, as a quarterback, yeah, he's throwing – he's had a good year up until the last few weeks. He, he was threw, in quarterback of the year contention and yeah. then threw it away the, those last two weeks. But Literally yeah. threw it away. Yeah. yeah like but he, go away. Yeah, like uh, go he's, ahead. he's go away. Seven, he has seven <laughs> INTs in the last three games. He's been That's sacked hard. six times the last three games. Eight INT uh, – 10 INT, uh, 9. Um, can't do math. 9 INTs in the last three games. Those are Mokai numbers right there. 9. Oh, oh, no, I'm looking at the touchdowns. Sorry, yeah, nine, 9 touchdowns. 9 sorry. touchdowns, five INT, 7 INTs, eight, and he's been sacked six times. Yes. Yeah. He's had two games of less than 171 in a match. We had 127 against Born in the 80s and 171 against the Penetrators. You can't do that, man. You cannot do that and get away with uh, with it. It's, it's almost a miscarriage of justice at times here for him, but... Not the good way to end off the year, so I think for him, he's got to be better in that matchup moving forward. So we'll see how this plays off for him. All right, on to Tier 2. As we move along here in this uh, CTA episode, we'll get to the award winners at the end of the show as we are approaching that quickly enough. Okay, uh, a little less to, to break down here, uh, Iggs, uh, because a lot of games are on the 26th of November, and now we have games uh, moving forward towards this weekend. Yeah. Um, so the Dury Bears continued to like try to prove Mokon wrong. Um, with they did. Yeah, they went. Though over. they were down seventeen but points. What did I? There's the game we were waiting for from Diamond Bougie. Right, <laughs> right. We were, we were. But but remember what I said about Diamond Bougie? They lost the Dirty Bears in the spring season. Same thing. Can we look it up, please? No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They beat them. Hold on. Diamond Bougie won that game. I'm gonna go back and. Diamond Bougie won that game. Relax, hold on. But here. while Mo goes to look for that, so we we've been talking about it. You keep saying that, all and season. you almost convinced me too. I I, I almost told them like, oh, but you lost the dirty person. Like, no, we didn't. So I'm just happy they managed to get into the double elimination side of the bracket so they can get this one out of the way and now continue on their domination because that's it. We were waiting for the game that they choke, essentially, and this was the one. How are you up by three scores and end up losing the game? Like, what happened? So, one, Dirty Birds converted their onside kick. Oh man, eight touchdowns from Quaid. Wow, I didn't, I didn't open the box score of this one. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. So one, they converted their onside uh, pass attempt. Uh, James Tyrell was, I mean, James Tyrell, like, like looking like a CFL uh, practice squad player on uh, playing in FBF. Um, oh, sorry, it was Bissett and Sipo. My bad. See? My bad. Yeah. Well, they lost to Bissett. No, they, they beat didn't. them in the spring season. Yes. My bad. My bad. And then they beat Dirty Birds, right? Yes. Yes, and then lost two. Uh, Dime Bougie uh, beat Dirty Birds by two. Yes, in the, I, uh, I know. In yeah. Lyo, at the outdoors Lyo. in Laval. I scored at that game, actually. I should remember that. And then who do they lose to? This is what I'm asking. Who? 
Are you looking at Dirty Birds? I'm or at Dirty Birds. Schedule, actually. Okay, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, back to this game. Uh, yes. James Tyrell going off. Onside kick successful. Uh, there was one fourth down situation. Fourth and seven with uh, probably in plays. There was probably five plays remaining. Um, and they decided to go for it. Maybe even two, two, three plays remaining. If they punt. So decision time, guys. Fourth and seven. Three plays remaining. From where? From there, uh, they advanced seven yards from the 10-yard line. So on their own 17. No, you punt that. Or sorry, on their own 13. Sorry. So you punt their two plays left? Punt two plays left. You punt it. Yeah, it punts it. Yeah. I think that's where you punt. And I, I'm fairly certain that was that was maybe there was three plays remaining if they punt. Uh, but I'm fairly certain it was two if they punt. Uh, so they decide, look, they decide to go for the kill shot. Uh, Dirty Birds playing man defense. Slightly overshot uh, Jerome Hovington on a crossing route. Uh, slightly tugged by Justin Blackie to gain leverage and slightly uh, tip the ball away from, from Jerome. Questionable decision there on fourth down. But anyways, uh, all to say that Dirty Birds then scored, I, I believe, on the very next play again, James Tyrell, uh, and uh, come away with a just miraculous comeback. Because this game was all diamond bougie in the first half. The Dirty Birds looked absolutely defeated mm-hmm. it was touchdowns it was two-point convert plays with triple quarterbacks in the backfield jerome hovington making great decisions running for an extra point uh two-point convert throwing one on uh, an absolute dime uh, last play of the half touchdown from diamond bougie uh, gab uh, uh, gab dab champagne with just the, everything was going Diamond Bougie's way. You, I looked at the Dirty Birds. All of their heads were down like, we can't compete with this team. And they just turned it around slowly, one score, one stop at a time, one onside pass at a time, and, and they, they let, took that momentum all the way to a, to a victory over them. Imagine being Jules Le Bull going into this game. 28 for 32, <laughs> 300 yards, seven interceptions, and you, lose and you lose the game. And how do they do on the converts there? I, I, they at least got two, two you points. You know who I blame it on? They got three. Six, they got six They got a points. whole touchdown I worth. On, I blame it on Manu Adarwa, who had one target miss. He was 11 of 12. 11 of 12. Oof. He had a big, yeah. A lot of targets. Blame Manu on that loss. Hashtag but I'm just uh, how like your def. I'm sorry, guys. Your defense needs yeah. to do way better. Yeah. I get it. It's, it's a shootout and it's fine. Yeah. But you really need to help your quarterback. Yeah. Out. Like he, he he's doing everything yeah. he can. Yes. Yeah. Not gonna. Yeah. But 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 the the questionable decision to go for it on fourth down. Can you go in the play by play and let's let's just validate the f- how many plays there would have been. So. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, two a plays. Punt and would have been two plays. Yep. And and they and they on the last play they almost scored. Eh? They they got stopped yeah. on the one yard line. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right, Terrell. But anyway, uh, so they so birds now move on. Uh, Stoics win one, lose one. They beat they beat uh, Le Pau Bassett and they lose to um, Fins up. Yeah. So they're out. Yes. Uh, Beer Belly Brigade with the upset win over Ambush mm. by 19. Without, without Ben McMahon. Without Benny McMahon yeah. in the lineup. So the, it may be a bit of an asterisk on that. But they lose to Kiss My Laws by, by five. And Finn's up win over Stoics by, uh, by quite a bit, by 23 points. Mm. So now we have our three matchups that will be on Sunday, Monday, uh, Loyola and St. Laurent. Easy W, Dirty Birds. Don Bougie, Finn's up. Infantry, Kiss My Laws. And then a double header yes. for those teams, right? Yes. Immediately following the that winners. game. The winners, yeah. The yeah. winners of the Monday night at nine o'clock 
play immediately at uh, 10 o'clock. So in this case right now, EZW Dirty Birds, start off this game right now. If Jeremy White mm-hmm. goes off. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. If Jeremy White and, and Quay Johnson both go off. Yes. Who wins the game? Uh, at that point, you're asking me it's a convert game. Um, Forget about converts. Who wins the game? They both go off. They're both they're they're, they're throwing up numbers like how oh, they're and throwing darts and dime bougie I and dirty think, I think Easy W and Jeremy White. I think, but it's it's razor thin because Quaid's having an amazing playoff run right now, and my 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 heart wants the hot wants to say the hot hand in Quaid. Yeah. But the rational part wants to say Jeremy White. I look. Quaid's got to. Quaid Johnson's got to have that type of clip, but he's got to cut down the incompletions. No, I don't. I mean, yes, you would like to see that, but yeah, if he's still picking up first downs and touchdowns, like he's got to cut down the incompletions, and he's got to find other options beyond James Tyrell. Well, like James Tyrell is is a stud receiver. He's not going to be stopped, right? But whoever is available for him in this game, and it's going to be key that he uses all of his resources available to him, um, because in this game against a team like EW, which they're not athletic gifted like Dirty Birds are, they're not it's close. But I understand what you're saying. They're not they're not that dominant alphas right. on the team here. But if if they're going to win this game here, on JC Fedlan would like a word. Yeah, Sam sure. Emilio Pelcha. Yeah, it's a different. You're taking Sam Emilio Pelcha over a, James Tyrell. It's a different kind of athleticism. It's 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 a, it's it's a step. It's one step below. You're taking you're taking. I Sam just Emilio. said it's one step below. But you're saying that they have a word with me. You know, I'm, not t- I'm not taking those guys over these guys. Athletically, they're the superior. They, Pl- we know that. Plus, what 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 easy what makes Easy W great is that they're more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. That Quaid's got to find out anyone else but Tyrell. Like he's got to get James O'Hane involved, Khalil Kerr involved, Justin Black in, uh, involved. His he d- sister. He, maybe he, he the targets he, have to be a little bit higher. Maybe for those not. Guys. Maybe not in that uh, Diamond Bougie game, but he needed him to get back into that game, and that's what sparked everything. Otherwise, I, I recall in my game he was using the all all, all of them. He was and using Keanu as well, Keanu Johnson as well. Yeah, he, he yeah. He w- he was using James O'Hay and he he was using Khalil Kerr, Justin Blackie. These these guys were involved uh, just as much as James Tyrell. So maybe because I I saw it firsthand, but he has that ability to to spread it. He's got to get those guys involved, and if he gets those guys involved and keeps EZW on their heels, they have a chance to win this football game. But if he's going to keep it one way uh, traffic towards James Tyrell, it'll just make it easier for EZW to say, look, we know what to do. We can just bracket coverage Tyrell and, and cheat over to his side because we, we know he's not going to go to the other options available to him on the football field. Okay, how about the other very interesting uh, part of this game, which is Nas Dillon rushing Jeremy White because we know Jeremy White loves to buy time, whether it's rolling out or making a rusher miss. Does he make Nas Dillon miss and how many times? Well, you think about it now, uh, Jeremy White was sacked – one sack for almost every two plays. It's he's he's the highest. He's he's either going to roll out and and make plays and run downfield and and pass it downfield for first downs and touchdowns, or he's getting sacked for seven yards. Or a big part, one sack for every three and a half plays. Three and a half plays. That's still, still a, lot. a lot. That's a lot. It's he's a the lot. most sacked quarterback in uh, yeah, almost that's, always. That's almost and, uh, and he knows. 
That's like pretty much one sack for every like four downs, pretty much. Yeah, for every set of downs. downs. He goes yeah. through. So yeah. if Nas can get him off his line and get him off his axis point, then yeah, I think that makes a big difference. But I don't know if Nas has that type of uh, agility to keep up with Jeremy White in that sense. Nas is a, is a, is a, is a, is a hard-nosed, blue-collar type of pass rusher, but he's not the silky smooth uh runner he's a sort of a right. a to b straight line i'll get you and i can veer off a little bit off my uh direction and get to you but he can recover quickly though is 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 he is, could somewhat but i'm not expecting to like change of pace jeremy will kill him yes and so the question will be how fast he can adjust to that and i don't know if he can or not okay. i don't think he will all right so that's why if jeremy can kind of uh, be if jeremy can get the ball out of his hands quickly enough to avoid the sack proposition, then that makes it a little bit more even keel in this game here. But, yeah, I think that the Dirty Birds have to get the other supporting cast members involved Agreed. in this game. Yep. Uh, Diamond Bougie fins up. This is a tough game for Diamond Bougie. Uh, this, they, they, they did not luck out in terms of who they have next uh, playing fins up. And I just think now for yeah. this game to, to really go in fear for Diamond Bougie, um, if Sir William Power... Mm-hmm has a bad game, that's where they can win this game. But I just think right now, Swimming Power, how he's built up this team, the report he has, this is an upset they win in my books. It wouldn't be an upset? No, no I, I, I know what you're saying. Would I, would I fear for Diamond Bougie and, and how it's a bad matchup is having Dondre Borden and Will Power in the backfield, you know, stopping those deep bombs. The, everyone. The, the only thing is, everyone knows it's coming, and yet you still can't stop it. So, how far back are they going to line up, and how much of the middle of the field is that going to expose? So, that's the interesting uh, part of this game. Uh, which, by the way, William Power, Sir William Power, Sir William Power, number two all time in interceptions in FPF. He's eleven, eleven more interceptions, and he will surpass uh, Danny Demore for number one all time in all competitions all-time interception leader that's pretty impressive that i i was like i know he he gets a lot of picks but uh but damn that's that's a lot so how many picks does he get against jules here in this game does he get one does he get two one and a half over under he gets i think he gets one and maybe dondre gets another and then and again it's the I don't particularly like the matchup with so much height in Will, Dondre Borden, Marvin Steinberg. <laughs> That's a tough backfield to 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 throw against. They had seventeen nineties during the regular season and they had six pick sixes. If if Jules is gonna have to be very patient, which he can be. He can drive down the field. He loves using his snapper, he loves Manu uh with his twelve targets last game. So he's gonna have to be patient, drive the field, which he can. So, but it's going to be when he takes that shot, is it going to be a touchdown or is it going to be an interception? That's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy to do that, right? You're talking about uh, a very good fins up team. But then again, this is an explosive offense here. Both, this, uh, yeah, for both Diamond Bougie, but yeah. more so Diamond Bougie. Yeah, they're they're explosive offense. But again, it's it's going to be tough. It's, this, this is a tougher game to gauge in terms of how this plays out. But you have Infantry Kiss My In-Laws, which involves you. Yeah. Am I scorekeeper that game, or is it Brent scorekeeper that game? Uh, you're on field one. So where am I playing? Field, field two. two. Yeah, no worries. Um, I still can't figure out this game. <laughs> I can't, because I don't know what angle I'm looking at for this game. I really can't. 
I thought Zach's, about today. Obtuse versus me. No, but I thought about this game today, and I was just thinking about it. I go, what am I looking at? Because, <laughs> you know, you guys beat them by 15 during the regular season. They were without Zach Stacey, starting yeah. quarterback. They were without really a, a, their backup quarterback. I don't know who that would be, but they were with Marc-Andre Lapointe throwing. And Andrew Grant uh, got injured slightly in, in, in that game. Yeah, he and talks a lot of enough junk. Enough to make him almost useless on the field. And they had to because they had to have him stay on the field because they were six. So it's not the same game as the regular season game. No, I'm the, I'm the first one telling my team this is it's not the same game. It's not. No, but you look at this team now and how about uh, Lapointe threw for four tees against you guys. Yeah, I know. Because um, those games are weird where you don't know what a quarterback is going to do and. Then you're calling unconventional defenses against the conventional. Like it's just, it doesn't work. No, it, it doesn't work. But it's weird. Andrew Grant will talk a lot of junk. Get ready for that. Yeah, he's gonna in talk a, a semi-lighthearted way. Yeah, yeah, it's just who he is. Yeah. But I, I don't know where they have a decisive edge against you guys. I, I. I'm not sure where any team has a de- uh, speed. Luca Canville for Kiss My In-Laws and Oriol Poirier. And, okay, they have uh, Nick DeMalo and Andrew Grant. There's speed for speed right there. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, big bodies in Sanders Armand. Okay, you got Dylan Daou on the other side. I mean, this and, and Marc-André Lapointe, right? So this, it's, it's tough. You have, and honestly... Zach Sacy's been doing his progression in FPF has been crazy. It almost parallels mine. I, I see a lot of similarities in our game. Uh, and and it's it's another clash of two quarterbacks kind of at the same place in their mm. in their careers. And you guys FPF have a, a streak of 30 plus points every game this year. That's a lot of points. Oh, every every game? Every oh, game this cool. year. You guys have a streak of, of 30 plus points. So if they cannot get a turnover against you, game over. Okay. They need a turnover against you guys. If they can't get that against you, game over because you're not, they're not going to stop you. And if you're scoring 30, they're not going to stop you. They're I see a lot of points. Slightly smaller field. I see a lot of points. A lot Faster of quick turf. drives. A lot of three. A lot of drives Faster being scored in three, well, three, four probably. plays. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing Laurent in about a year. Oh my God, it's been over a year since I've been there. But anyway. Uh, game over. Bullseye, they will not catch up to you in that sense. So I just think that's going to be key. And then, then the winners will play each other Monday, so we can't forecast who will play in the semifinals. And the Wednesday game will be the... The loser of the EZW Dirty Birds game and the winner of the 10 o'clock St. Laurent game Monday night. Right. And then, okay, so there we go. So and we'll have finals. that figured out then. All right, on to Tier 1. As tier 1. Tier 1. Yeah, we're almost getting through it. We're almost... Uh, well, we have the co-eds. Co-eds, and too, yeah, and the women's. Yeah. We'll do women's after this. Women should be pretty fast. Yeah, yes. there's not much to be discussed, right? It'll but be very fast. Trust me, yes. Yeah. It will be very fast. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that soon. And we, have, we also have the award winners, too, right? So yes. We'll Stay tuned. Yeah, hopefully the schedule opens up. There we go. Okay, um, what, what, tier one. Uh, look, the... The talk, oh, baby. The talk on the streets. Oh, baby. Let's get to it. The, the talk on the streets is 450. Oh, baby. And they are looking like they're about to pencil their tickets 
to uh they're not going to they're not going to submit an electronic uh ticket no no, no? no. on their they phones the hard hard no? ticket there so they pull off the win over CFB which I don't think we're really surprised by that I picked 450 to win that game and they are peaking oh are they ever yeah and they are playing with an arrogance and confidence that they're not going to be stopped and that they'll be at Heber on the Sunday afternoon on December 10th. They are brash, loud, and playing in a certain way that allows for that and, and that they feed off that, that energy. They bring out a crowd every time on the sidelines. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's not so fun for their uh, opponents. Uh, it's it's almost an intimidating field to to be on at times. Uh, they're but they're they're on fire. Jeans Lee Alexi taking down the Braves. I mean, not many quarterbacks are able to do that, right? Uh, not only to go up against their defense, but to go head to head with Jomaier and outscore him. Essentially, that's how you have to beat the Braves. I I mentioned that the Braves' advantage were their two point converts. Uh, and that was not, I don't want to say a non-factor, but they, they made it a non-factor by outscoring them in the touchdown department. Right. So right. Uh, it just Gene Z with his legs and I'm telling you the throws he's making, these are legitimate tier one quarterback one <laughs> throws. He's, he's I, dicing. He diced that, that Braves defense. The, the the especially the his de- his precision on deep balls, it's it's crazy. His evo- his we just talked about evolution of Zach Stacey and uh, and myself. Yeah, Gene's these Alexis is it's. It, 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 I I I don't have words to it. It's exponential. It's grown exponentially since. Again, it was last fall cup he started throwing. Yeah, one calendar year, and he's throwing in tier one, beating the Braves. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. I don't, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I haven't. No, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's it's the evolution of who he is as a quarterback from the co-ed divisions to where he is now. And I don't think there's a book on him yet, right? In tier one, div one. Right. Really there's no like, game plan. No, yeah. No, nothing yet. I think now teams will figure it out, right? Like I think if CFB were to play them again, they'll have a better grasp of him already. About two games of playing him this past season. No, the first one was Dan. Oh, Dan, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. that was so way this back is this, yeah. so, this is, so that really, in theory, in hindsight, this was the first game they played against him. Right. Playing game number two, seemed a little bit different in that sense. Uh, Ryan Lumiel beating up on Maroons uh, by 22. Bless taking out Runner Wentz. Runner Wentz now done. And Terra Squad officially done. KHP with the win over them. Um, KHP now peaking at the right time. This is always their time of uh, excellence. And now they are advancing through. So now the question that comes up mm-hmm. for this game, uh, these games coming up this weekend, uh, CFB against KGP. You know, if you look at the history with KGP against CFB or, or Braves elements, remnants mm-hmm. of Braves, they play them tough. There's always one, one score it, game. It's always on the last play of the game. Yeah, and I don't think this will be nothing more than a 7.1 for whoever wins this game. No more than that. It's not. You're not saying it's a seven point nothing spread. More than seven, no, nothing more than yeah. seven points. Whoever yeah. wins is not going. Is either seven points or less. Seven yes. Points. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I don't think KGB is going to be scared by them. I think KGB has um, the chance to pull off the win here. But CFB, you know, I, I don't know what the record is coming off losses. Like you know what the record is after a loss, how many times they win. So I, I understand. I think they have a far superior record. I'd say it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. I I just don't think they can lose two in a row like they have. Yeah. 
But if they were to lose, mm-hmm. right, it would be based off the fact that they're not hitting the two point conference. Yes, and KGP and, and KGP it. would. Yeah. yeah, KGP's gotten a lot better at it. They started realizing, okay, guys, we we need to start going for two because everyone around us is doing it. So we're gonna have to get better at it, and they absolutely have. And having Phil Cutler there, obviously, uh, he wasn't there for their first playoff game. Uh, Bumped them down to the uh, yeah. single elimination yeah. bracket. It's, he's very confident with his two-point convert play. Yeah, I, I think if, if KHP can get the two-point convert play, then they're good. And also, I think, uh, mentally speaking, KHP's got to be relaxed because they always get into those like, bang-bang plays and then yes. they lose their focus. Yes. So if there's a bang-bang play, they got to keep relaxed and yes. just keep with it, right? And don't, don't you know, glitch up at that point, yeah. right? So is going to be key in how they just – are mentally locked in. Maroons 2.0 against Blessed. This is a, this is a, like a like a like a, a past and future like you know like similar episode. Chad Bar is almost similar in style. Meeting of the minds, as one would say. Yeah, it, it, this is gonna be one of those games I think can go over thirty five plus per yeah. team. Um, it's a, it's a team that makes a mi- mistake, a critical yeah. mistake, yes, and yes. I don't I, know which quarterback's gonna do that. I, I I also I don't know which way I'm leaning towards this one. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's know. tough, man. I, I don't know. But I think the supporting cast is key. I think Bless has a better depth mm-hmm. of supporting. I, w- supporting I would cast. tend to agree with that. And do you don't don't you think? I mean, I'm slightly leaning that way. That uh, the cohesiveness and and just the familiarity of playing longer together that that's a slight advantage that Blessed has over Maroons 2.0. Yeah, and. I'm looking at it now and just trying to find a game that when they played each other during the regular season, uh, they did, did they not play each other during they the regular season? They didn't. They did no. not. No. So this is the first time meeting each other. Yeah. So, again, I think for, for Chad Byers and his team, it's a matter of getting comfortable with Steven Harpside and how patient he is as a, as a thrower, that he cannot get too frustrated by the fact that he might elongate plays, and not because of his legs, but just because the the time of possession yeah. – and just taking his time in the pocket and stuff. So I think they got to be patient in how they attack him in this situation against them on Sunday. Uh, it's it's That's the slight advantage, uh, what I mentioned, the, their familiarity of playing together with Steve. I At the same time, though, Maroon's advantage is that these blessed defenders have never played against Chad Byers. So it's I, I really... I just don't know which way to lean here. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Does, does maybe the Bear Dome suit one one quarterback style of play better than the other, and and the arm of Chad Byers versus Steve? Does maybe the dome come into effect here? I don't think at, so. At a, at a Bear, I don't think so. I think they're 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 all comfortable in that type of setting. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that's gonna have a big. I'm impact. reaching here, but yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna be the case. I don't know. But you know who will have the big impact? Home field advantage is four five zero playing in, in their own backyard at uh, Hebert against Royal Luminaire. Now this is fascinating because you got AJ Gomes who knows Royal Luminaire's offense like you know like there's no tomorrow because he's played with these guys before. Well, I wouldn't say like the back of his hand is you you don't remember every single play call, but maybe uh, some AJ maybe someone a, in key moments. AJ has a mind of an elephant. That's true. He has a mind of an elephant, and if he sees a formation. Yes. On a certain situation that he knows it's a third and seven. Right, right, right. And yes, they're running this. And or two-point convert plays. Two-point convert in plays. In particular, He yeah. is going to not openly tell his guys what to do, but he will ab-lib and, and make a play on that. Right. So I think it's on him and how he ap- approaches this game and how he aligns his, his keys on the chessboard and how they operate. And that becomes the – and this is why this game is the best. It will then be – 
how does Jesse Dupuis take advantage of the fact that he knows that AJ Gomes is going to maybe jump something and and Dupuis one of the better quarterbacks to no look passes so how is he going to move him with his eyes and 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 say oh yeah I recognize this play I'm going to jump here and deceive AJ Gomes and 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 throwing a no look pass in in a completely opposite direction right so yeah. that's and and this is why I love this game so much it's going to be a chess match um but yeah. And not only that, though. Yes. Who the hell's going to rush for Randall Mayer? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Ethan Adrian has only three games played, so he's not yeah. eligible. No. And, and he was the one with the sky cam that we saw with the Chris's drone on the game of the week. He was the one trying to contain uh, Jeans the Alexi, but without him there, it's no uh, it's, I don't, I don't it's see no it. Yeah. So I think it's Adrian how he, the chief and commander, will have his troops lined up. Can he, and can he disguise his looks? Mm-hmm. Because if you disguise looks and you set up those traps, I think that can really bite Jesse in the office in the ass big time. So I'm I'm fascinated how this plays out with the defense. And again, just Lee is game breaker. Yeah, a game breaker. you know, and maybe he has a bad game. Maybe it happens now. Maybe it happens. But yeah. uh, if it does happen, it's because Jesse really his run the mirror called a really good game plan on defense. Right. Is it start to, to is it time to start asking the question, was the Dan Lazara version of four five oh ballers the worst combination of this roster? No, no, no. I, I think Dan knows that was the, no. said strangely. I'm I'm playing after Mo's usual yes. shtick at Wyeth and the finest and everything. Yeah. But no, I think he's still butter from getting cut ten years ago. <laughs> no, not at all. Um <laughs> no, I think but he, look, I'm not saying look, who knows? Four five oh might win fall cup. You know, it'd be awesome. And uh, I, I'm more intrigued by how this team, if there is going to be a team, evolves, this, evolves in uh, Div 1 winter, right? That's when we'll Quarterback see Quarterback controversy. Yeah, you know, for spring <laughs> season. You know, I can't wait for training camp for spring season when we're, we're watching, when we have cameras there at uh, 450 uh, training camp and who's getting first team reps. Is it Dan or is it Jins Lee? <laughs> you know, can't wait for that conversation, you know? But anyway, uh, it, it, but all, it all just aside, though, I think they're fine, but I just think Jason brings a different element of yeah. his legs that yeah. Dan did not have, right? You know, and and he will and take offense to that. And yeah, me, and bro, this one, and this this time, I mean it. it the Abair Dome better suits the the Jeans Lee style of play yeah, than the sure. smaller Saint Laurent field that the, where of they of course have it's a bigger field. The like he knows that field. Like he knows the, the blades of grass on that turf, right? So it's yeah. it's. And remember, four five zero was one hail mary drop pass in the end zone away from beating yeah. uh, Wyoming. Yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be close for sure. Okay, on to women's. Uh, you said very simple <laughs> and it's very direct in how this plays out. Okay, so Wolfpack take a wildcat. So Wolfpack play Vortex. Red Nation will play TBA on the same day, an hour later. Well, it's simplified by the fact that Vortex have declared for forfeit. So Wolfpack because they're four, right? Maybe four players? Well, you can play with four. That's not a problem, but they must be three. So, Okay. You can always play one yeah, less. Yeah, right, right. So, so we'll pack five now and move on to the semifinals, right? Yes. Okay, so... So, man. Red Nation Wolfpack. Yeah, it, 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 that's that's fascinating, this game here. Um, and winner and win, plays winner will play Brutes in the final. Yeah. Um, Who are we sacrificing to the Brute Gods? <laughs> yeah, we, we can look at that. Because literally, too. Brutes played Wolfpack week one and won 31-12. And then they played them week, uh, Red Nation week two, and it was 39 nothing. So who is going to suffer the wrath again? 
And by the way, uh, Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, by the way, Wolfpack and Red Nation split their season series, series right? One one. Um, I was glad to see Alice Sobel's off for uh, Great Cup Hangover, which is good. I think she'll be Sobel for this game. Okay, she was exhausted playing that the game last right. week with Laval. I'm sure after the party that they did six interceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those were six Great Cup worthy interceptions. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Um, I I look. Wolfpack, they're playing a buzzsaw in Red Nation. This is Red Nation's like mo, like playoffs. Is their, their yeah. This is where they turn it. I I've said yeah, it before. Territory this dominance, yep. right? Um, can they stop Gigi Cabello Bonte? That's gonna be key for them. Um, the and like you know Maurice Paquette, we spoke about her numerous times. Eggs, she might be the one that has the uh, the homework assignment to uh, solve. The question of Gigi Cabello Bonte. It'll be her. That's one matchup to look at. And then the other piece that Red Nation has is uh, Key Allen Beckles, right? And that that would have to be Cariano Jay's responsibility as these that's these two players' uh, best teams, uh, best players, uh, these two teams' best players, uh, truly covering them uh, each other. And then it'll come down to who has the better depth, right? Emma Townsend Asselin is is one of uh, Red Nation's hidden gems in uh, in the sea of uh, of red, um, right. and and even uh, Mise Aljundi on on defense can be uh, someone that uh, that that has been known to make plays and interceptions and and bad downs on fourth down on key down situations in the playoffs. So she could be that third uh, depth defender uh, covering again uh, Maddie Speckett and Kariano. Yeah, I just think that look if Sobel throws like three INTs, they're not going to win this game. But, but also on the flip I, side, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's throw, true. Man. Given, given, so if this was a regular FPF game, I would, I would agree with you. But this is not the same game. And throwing three interceptions in women's, you can still come away with a victory. Because some of them are fourth down, and you're taking a shot, trying to get the midfield, and it ends up in an I, interception. That's fine. I, I'll say this. You're making a play. I'll say this. Uh, Wolfpack, they did not score more than 30 points a game until their game last weekend. They score less than 24 points in every game this year. It's not going to be a, a scoring fest. No. If, you're, if you are on... Um, DraftKings or FanDuel, you're taking the under. Yes. Yeah, you're taking the under in this. Okay. What is the line here? You want the line? 20, 20 and a half. I'll put 30, 32 and a half. So what, 16 each? And then whoever gets yeah. 17 or yeah. 18 yeah. there, three, three, three touchdowns? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So if you are able to get 25 plus in this game, you're winning this oh, game. Oh, yes. I, I, that's, yeah, that's... Yes. Uh, look, and who's more likely to hit 25? I think Red Nation is. Red Nation is. I was going to say Wolfpack. Yeah, but Wolfpack has, except for the game last week, they have not scored more than 24 points in the game. <sighs> you, so have the you have the stat on Red Nation? How many times they... Uh, wh what's the number you said? 24? 24, yeah. Red Nation. They well, did 25. it once, twice, three times. Yeah. It's, it's four fair. times. Okay. Yeah. So so this that's just my feeling and how this plays out. I think, I think, both, I think both teams score three touchdowns. 18-18, and then converts converts play, and I'm not sure who I trust more. And right. and and given that I said that, I would have to go with Red Nation given their playoff success. Right. Okay, on to uh, Coed two. 
Uh, look what happened. What happened? Why and why lost? <laughs> why and why lost? Uh, we and now what's their deal? What's the deal with why and why? Yeah, you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> They're in a single elimination. Yeah, yeah. they're not scheduled yet, though. That's why. What? It's on the schedule yet. Right, because they probably play the like winners that still need to play at six. Well, There's still TBAs right now, right? Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So they lose to kiss my kiss my Christmas balls, which we we spoke about a little bit. We speculated about this, right? Where they would lose, right? And, yes, and they did. Um, did we want to preview this game? That I that I, I I had sent you this. We had we had our pre pre script meeting. We have script meetings. <laughs> Conversations. Discussions. Did I not write it? Can can we talk about how Sub Zero absolutely demolished Tigres? Yeah, who called that? Well, that was pretty loud, huh? Sorry, Eagle. A little. Sorry I mean, it was fine with me. Yeah. So apologize I, to our audience, Mo. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to why and why Chris KMCB in just a bit, but yeah. Uh, from what I heard about this, and and because my biggest uh, interesting or uh, seminal seminal uh, matchup was. Going to be uh, Jessica Bustampen uh, rushing uh, Nestor, uh, Chavez Fayad. Uh, and it seemed like the first half uh, that Nestor was getting the best of Sub Zero rushers. Uh, though in the second half, with some adjustments and, and just breaking down and containing, uh, Jessica was able to get uh, what is the stat line? Four sacks on uh, uh, or three? What was it? What was the final? Cuatro. Time? Yeah, four. So really doing her 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 job uh, and her assignment to uh, to a T, especially in the second half, giving her uh, giving her team a chance to really push away and and climb away for. Uh, Did Tigres playing the referees or no? I don't know. They I wasn't there. They always do. I wasn't there. No, uh, not always. Not uh, not this season. Not th- I know what I know yeah, what game you're they, you're referring to the spring season. Yeah. They, uh, they no, this season I didn't hear them complaining about the refs. Uh, who's gonna carry the boats? Uh, they beat balls deep by two. By two points or two possessions? Sorry, two points. I beg your pardon. She's gone over there. Um, I was surprised by this. Um, we spoke about who, who's going to carry the boats. Good defense. They play their systems fairly well. Like they 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 play to their strengths, and I'm a bit surprised because I think balls deep has a good team, but for them to lose by two. I'm going to assume the extra points were a key factor in this process, how they played out in their favor. Because if you look at the extra point converts, um, there was one, there's five through extra point converts, I think, that happened for them. And it was in the second half, hence the score. Yeah. So, five points off extra points? Because Eagle's not scrolling down. Can you do math? So, Balls Deep scored 21 points in the first half. I want to see, I want to, no. I want to see how many two point comps. Yeah, I I, I figured that uh, balls deep w- didn't weren't as comfortable going for one. Uh, something that uh, Alex Solipsky is is more comfortable doing. Uh, he ran one in, uh, got one to Mason Miller. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, uh, balls deep are good. Yeah, are athletic, but they lack a system. They lack a a a consistency in their plays and. And and just the knowledge to 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 okay, I'm running this play over and over and over, and then once the defense adapts, change it up slightly. They're 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 not at that point yet. 
honestly, they're they're probably there. You know, first first full season uh, in in FPF, uh, just having fun and uh, they they do play in some other leagues. I was I was told, um, they're it, it, you can just tell that they're early on in in their flag development. Good team will get better, but I'm not surprised. Uh, whereas, who's going to carry the boats? Have that those kind of hundred plus games under their belt, uh, as, you know, as a as a team and as a to- as a total. So, um, not I, I'm not too surprised. Yeah, I, I, again, I just think that. I'm yes. sorry. I'm just trying yes. to think of my thoughts. Yes. Yes. I'm just trying to phrase my thought. I'm just, my brain's fried right now. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's fried right well, now. Well, it's a bit of a longer show than than what yeah. we've been uh, having. Yeah. Uh, I just think that yeah. you know, for who's gonna carry the boats, they are a team that I'm not gonna bet against. That's how I see them because I watched them from afar during the regular season, and they had some tough games. They played teams very tough. Yep, and they, they're. They, they they shadow you very well on defense, and I think that's going to be their calling cards. How their defense plays going yes. to the next round of games, yeah. And now they get at least we tried, um, which will be on December third uh, at Loyola. And for what they have built up so far, for from a credit perspective in the season up until now, um, I'm looking at it this way, right? They beat they tied them 1919 back in late September, which I was there for. I actually scored that game at Loyola, so. I remember from what I recall from that game, what it came down to was fourth down conversions. No one can convert on fourth downs. Mm-hmm. And if this comes down to that again, to pull on drives, I think who's going to carry the boats has a better chance to win this game, or at least we tried. Yeah, uh, especially from the the last optics that I saw of, at least we tried in, in my game against them uh, last weekend. So many, I know I spoke about this on last time on the podcast, uh, so many drop balls, and yeah, if if it, if it comes down to one play, fourth down, a couple plays, fourth down, um, just like do you trust do you trust Daryl Dorsey be a quarterback? Y- yes, uh, it's it's like I said, it was a ton of drops by the receivers. Um, what's what I find interesting will be Daryl Dorsey as a rusher, r- uh, running on uh, rushing Alex Olipsky. Solipsky with ten touchdown passes this this playoff season so far in two games, where uh, and, and hitting sixty eight and sixty three percent of his passes so far, he's gaining confidence at at the best time, but it's through really with his rushing and his and his legs. Right when in the first game against free agents, six for fifty three against balls deep, seven for sixty six, and Daryl Dorsley will absolutely take that away. So when Solipsky becomes a pass first and pass only, let's see let's see how he is in in that context, but he's best when he's both rushing and he has defenses on his on their toes cuz there he keeps them guessing if he's going to run or pass the ball. Right. So in the next game that we have uh sub zero they are peaking at the right time. They've been playing some good football. Lately. I know you, we called them out for their lack of play calling when they had that lead. <laughs> keep bringing this up. I always I was do. like, week two. I know. They, but now they've they had the, a whole season to overcome Now this. they got the Predators coming up. Um, yep. And we know about Chris Olsen. We know about this team and how they are. Uh, we know how <laughs> Cesar Garcia-Diaz has, has improved as a quarterback throughout the course of the season. I believe they played each other earlier in the year, and Sub-Zero won that game, I think. Uh, they did 28-20. Uh, outdoors right. in Loyola, 
Right. Uh, oh, no, Wednesday, oh, October 11th. That was you the four-hour game. Yes, yes. the four-hour Yeah, Night, That yeah. was the, the uh, very cold, very yes. cold uh, yes. day. Okay, so my question for them in this situation now is could predators be patient – with the route running that Sub-Zero will present to them. Because of the uh, the rapport, the history that Sarah Parker has with her pass catchers because of them playing so many touch tournaments and yeah. overall being national players pretty much, could the Preds be patient in how they approach their defensive game plan against Sub-Zero? I don't think that's the way to look at this because, or maybe it is, Um because Sub-Zero are going to move the ball. They will move the ball downfield. It'll be up to Ariane Boucher, Edouard Guimas. Can they make one play and undercut a ball or, or you know, strike on the deep passes uh, and, and, and pick one off? It'll be on one play. Can they make that one defensive play? Maybe two. Uh, well, they'll absolutely need more than one stop uh, in order to beat the Sub-Zero team. Uh, I I just think Sub-Zero has more defensive playmakers, in particular uh, Sabrina Gervais. She's the best defensive player on on this on the on the football field. Yeah, I I just think her alone makes more plays. I think she has two interceptions in this game, which would be more than uh, than what Predators would have combined. Yeah, I I think. And also, I think on the flip side, you mentioned Jessica Bustappen. Oh, yeah. If she can get to Caesar early and often. Yeah. Um, it's going to be similar to – it's. it might be similar to what she just faced in Tigres, right? In that maybe the she she doesn't have the edge on the first few plays and, and just starts adjusting to Caesar, but then can she get those four sacks like she did uh, against Nestor? Yeah, right? she had one sack against them, but, but put it this way, right? Uh Week five, October one, she, that was the last time she had no sacks. Since then, mm-hmm. she's had ten sacks in the last five games. She, yeah, she can totally crush an offense, uh, and she's a game wrecker. And that's one offense that, if you back them up into third and seventeen situations, she's a game wrecker. I'm, I'm giving that sub zero defense the advantage over Predators to hit the f- a, a third and seventeen. An, an absolute game wrecker that she is. She is an absolute game wrecker. And if she can wreck this game, uh, we're looking at sub zero playing in the semifinals. Um, they would play the semifinals on the Sunday, right? Right after that. Yes. Yeah, and then maybe Wednesday or you know whatever happens at that point, right? They 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 would be in the next window of games uh, for the semifinals as well. All right, on to Coed one. And as we move into the yeah. last division, and then we'll get to the award winners after this. Yeah. Not too much happening in Coed One. There's been a, a big lull since the because uh, the quarterfinals and semifinals, some semifinal oh games goodness. were yeah. already so we played. We can preview then, we can but preview. we can preview. Yeah, we, preview we have uh, plenty of fish against vultures. Really, is uh, is the game the yeah. only game that's uh, that's known. And yeah, then, well, well I, kind of, because the winner of that plays the IG team, yeah. right? So but we it's can, not known. Well, there's two possible yes. outcomes. Yes. So. Yes. Okay, so plenty of fish against vultures. A, a lot of f- familiar faces because they t- tie each other 40-40 in Laval. Right. Um, and that's why there's a lot of familiar faces? Well, no, this is because they know each other, right? They, they, <laughs> yes, yeah. A lot of these guys play each other as teammates and stuff. Right. I, I think what it'll come down to in this game is how do they utilize Rocco Cristiano yeah. against vultures? Well, not as a quarterback. No, 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 but I'm seeing on both sides of the football. Right, right, okay, yeah. 
because vultures have um, some game breakers to look at, right? That can change the game's complexion. So I'm not saying that Rock has got to be a freelancer and kind of roam around, but you have to give him the freedom of ability to kind of diagnose a play if he sees it and right. kind of deviate off the game plan. Because, you know, you got Manu, Manu Alaroa, you got James Drysdale, you got Phil Roberts. Um, these oh. are guys, and Gigi Kubilo Bonte as well. Mm-hmm. These are, uh, this is a quartet of players that are devastating and that can rip open your heart. So of the three male receivers that you named, pick one to play quarterback because Ben McMahon's not there. Yeah. So pick one to play quarterback. It's not James Drysdale. He can't do it. Phil Roberts. Oh, my God. Thinking about Manu, oh, if I pick, <laughs> I've got to pick the lesser two two uh, quarterbacks. I'm gonna say probably Phil Roberts. Yeah, I I mean you can't do it to James because James is just a ridiculous receiver. So you'd be taking that off off the field. Yeah. I think it has to be Phil Roberts here. So how do we how do we look at that now against the plenty of this matchup? Not, I just do not yeah. throw it Rocco's way. Just don't throw it Rocco's way. That's all Phil I'm going to say. Phil as a quarterback is a, is a work in progress. It is, but it's it's a, it's a tough position to play. So it's easy. It's, no, it's, no. It's and and you're easy. you know you're asking, you know, to go into a deep d- quarterfinal deep and 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 start throwing against Rocco, start throwing against uh Jamie Ojea and and uh, one of their better female defenders, uh, names escaping me. Uh, uh, no, not Virginie Roussel. Uh, Annabelle Chevrier, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a tough ask. Not but he easy. has the weapons. But that said, he has the weapons around him to do damage. Gigi Abio-Cabante, Emma Townsend, uh, Manuel Larrois, uh, James Drysdale. Like, you, you, want, you want weapons to succeed? Here, here they are. So... I mean, it's 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 tough, but there's just put the receiver, put the ball in your receiver's hands. And one, one thing that has to happen is Mo the cast cannot get frustrated, right? As intense as she is, as a competitor as she is, and a great quarterback that she is, she cannot get frustrated if there's a couple of plays that don't go her way, right? And if that happens, that might give the vultures a chance to kind of get under her skin and kind of not in a bad way, but You're right? Yeah, 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 irritate her, yeah, 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 in that sense. So that's what I'm looking at. So in, in that case, we'll just quickly look at it from this perspective here. So whoever wins this game on Sunday, they'll play the IG team mm-hmm. on the Monday. Yeah. Who matches up better with the IG team? And this one, I don't know if Ben McMahon would be back. But give it if 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 he was, uh, who's a bet? Uh, I think Plenty Fish do not match up well with IG team. They I score kept that game and right and that did you or Leola. was Rochelle? It was Leola. Rochelle score kept that game. Hold on here. Let me just double check. And, and plenty of fish had a, like a 24 nothing lead or 24-6 lead. But Jeans Lee, Alexi had not arrived. And uh, and once he got to the field, the tides turned. and they Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different IG team. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a different yeah. IG team? No, no, different game I did for IG team. Okay, game. against Vultures. You yeah, did. yeah. Yes, so yeah. I don't think they match don't up well. That's that's what I'm gonna say. They don't match up well with uh, IG team plenty of fish. They don't. Right. And vultures. And they got do. frustrated. Yeah. They got. I remember looking at them. They were steaming, like there was like steam coming out of their ears. Uh, who? Plenty of fish. Or plenty of fish. In, in the game that they let up when they, they were up against big. the IG team. Yeah. Right. So right. I just think they don't match up well with them. And so. And this vultures, is this is a, this I said a one legged Jinsley like C. So match them with two legs. Right. Not and a, and a tier one confident yeah, James Lee, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, 
man, if they get past vultures, man, plenty of fish is not gonna have an easy ride to get into the finals. And like they yeah. would, if they run it, they would have earned it. They yes. would truly have earned it because yes. of what they had to go through in the more combat order right. of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. They they would have gone yeah from from the started from the bottom. Yeah, now. like they room temperature ends up being like warm, and they they would definitely do it. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll do the awards, and then we'll do games of the week here. So we'll get to the award winners first. We're going to do what tier one, or we're going to go. Uh, yeah, let's start tier one. Let's yeah, work our way down, up, sideways, however we want to do it. Ooh. Whatever order is in we'll the sheet. Yeah. Let's do that one essentially. So yeah, so a lot of a lot of players have been asking, and finally here we are to reveal the award winners. Uh, the the so uh, if it's you know if you don't get to watch the uh, this this segment in the podcast, uh, we will be releasing an article on Friday morning at the same time as calling the audible. So the article will have the award winners. Uh, we'll have the all star uh, members. We'll have information about the all star game that will uh, take place Wednesday, the Wednesday following the finals in Laval from nine to eleven in the Laval Dome. Um, so if, uh, we'll probably put out an Instagram, uh, post or reel or story, um, but to get the most, uh, look and clear picture, the article is probably, uh, the best to consume that here. We'll just right now, uh, post the award winners, uh, the all-star, uh, members, like I said, it's a long list. So, uh, that will be uh, better seen on the article. Okay. List is. Well, what do we we want to start? Tier Let's one. with tier one. Tier one. Quarterback of the year. Quarterback of the year. Who who do we got winning quarterback of the year? Tier one. Ah, Jesse Dupree. Mr. Jesse Dupree. Congratulations. All Our right. quarterback of the year. If, if we move along here, yeah, why? Yeah. I feel like we should have music for this. Uh, yes, TV please. Yeah. We might get uh, removed by YouTube though. We can't. No, no. But Do that, I have anything good? Yes, you had the. You, what was the show? Show me what you got. Music. No, that's not. That was different though. That was for like hot takes and shit. No, that's fine. That works. Ah, wait, hold on. No, but I'm gonna find something quick. The hot Listen. takes. Just banter for a little bit. Tell me why. Uh, if uh, Jesse Dupuis is still good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's your clip for the week right there. <laughs> we, we said it for the last like t- ten years he's been in the league. I don't know what else I can say, but just debris winning the quarterback of the year. Well, it's it's finally a step. Well, I mean, like let's look at it. I I saw it this way. It's finally a step away from like obviously Kevin Wyatt not playing, but Jomaire not winning it. Uh, Dan Lazara obviously injured, not winning it. But but Jeans Lee maybe had a shot, maybe didn't play enough games. Um, did. I mean, he earned this, right? Yeah, no, no. He's Obviously. earned it. He's earned yeah. it, right? Again, you know, some of the names. It's fr- it's refreshing it's, too. It's, it's a new it. look. Change yeah. of uh, change of weather for us to to enjoy. Not the same sterile air that we have with the same quarterbacks winning it, but yeah, he's well learned for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. And I mean, uh, if we if I look at his player profile page. Uh, Six individual awards. This brings him to seven. His page is uh, filled with, racked with, uh, with awards. Eight-time All-Star, seven-time FPF champion, six-time uh, individual award winner. This this guy's been <laughs> racking up the awards, and he gets a another. He probably he's had one, but uh, another quarterback of the year award to his trophy. All right, oh. we're good. I, let's see if you guys like this track, and then I'll switch to worst case. No, we're we're going with this. I mean, this is what we're getting. Then that's that's. The, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. All right. Next, let's go with receiver of the year. Yeah, receiver of the year, tier one. AJ Gomes. AJ Gomes, baby. Number one. Uh, no argument about that. Next. 
Well, 30 seconds about him so I can switch stuff. It's like you guys have never done this oh before. Are you kidding me? There's like 55 million award winners, man. Let's go. Let's just pump this out here, man. Well, okay, then I can't have a picture for every one of them. <laughs> and with all the text out. and everything. He's stressed out, Eagle. I'm not Amazing. stressed. You tell me. Uh, I thought this was why we delayed the start of the show. I mean, yes, but also this is how this works. So, <laughs> this is You know, Simon told me a, a trick with you. But I won't. I won't reveal it. Oh, oh. all right. Here we go. You want to go defensive player of the year? Defensive player, yes. Please. All right, and that is defensive player of the year, tier one. Oh, Ariel Liberati. Uh, yeah, he had a great uh, round robin. He had like a bunch of pick sixes, a lot of ints. I think he even emailed the like us considering yeah. his uh, nomination and why he should win. Or yeah, Ariel's a good player. Oh no, that was for some, that was for his rating request. Yeah. Well, it, your rating is your rating, but you have a defensive player of the year trophy to your name now, Ariel. Congrats. Yeah, Ariel is a really good player. Uh, finally getting recognition for that. On to yeah. two way. And our last award is going to be two way player of the year, and that honor goes to Matt Lapage. Ah, oh, Matt Lapage, hard nose player. For KGP, uh, look, he's a great two-way player. I mean, he's a guy that uh, does it on both ends. And I just think that, you know, if he plays within his, his strengths and not get into too many, like, P, um, uh, URs as, as he's sustained, mm -hmm. he's a good player, but, you know, sometimes he crosses the line. And But this is a well-earned well award for him, though. Yeah, he's uh, in his trophy case now uh, will be his fifth individual award. He's a one-time FPF bowl champ, uh, two-time FPF. Uh, spring winter season champ and a five time also. Yeah. On to tier two. All right, tier two. Let's start with quarterback of the year. And for that, we are going with Ben McMahon. Benny McMahon. Uh, ben McMahon. Of ambush. Put this put this team on his back. Forty two touchdowns, three interceptions, a, a very low three interceptions in his eight games. Um uh, passing for seventeen uh, 1,700 yards, or, yeah, 1,700, rushing for another 200 yards on the ground, another two rushing touchdowns, uh, putting up 45 total touchdowns. He is your quarterback the of the year. The Kyler Murray of FPF. All right, let's go receiver of the year for Tier 2. Oh, Nero Suresh coming off a, a tough year. Uh, that it was, uh, and he is a guy that was actually off for a while. Has not played in the FPF in a couple of years. He before played COVID. in the winter. Yeah, uh, it hasn't. Well, I know he didn't play before COVID, uh, uh, during COVID or after COVID. That is, but yeah. look, good receiver, underrated. Uh, he really put up numbers this season, and he's put up numbers before. He's consistent with his uh, with his ability to really play well. And I know still Sierra had a tough season, exactly, but there was but, a bright spot. There. Uh, well earned trophy for him. So. All right, next we have Tier 2 Defensive Player of the Year. Who do we got? Oh, Ethan Adrian. Ethan Adrian. This guy, I'm telling you, uh, was a amongst the sack leaders, obviously, uh, in Tier 2. I, there was this one game against uh, Jeremy White. He, he, he had like seven sacks in one game. Uh, he was just absolutely a monster. He's one of the growing uh, rushers in this league. And uh, he's proving it now uh, with a Tier 2 Defensive Player of the Year title to his name. All right, next. And lastly here, Defensive Player of the Year for Tier 2. What? We, we just did Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Two-way player uh, for the year, sorry. So long, man. I mean, look, this is how you wanted to do it, so we're doing it. Oh, Congratulations. Uh, we have 
Rory Smirgin. Uh, Rory, the campaigner. Smirgin got it through. Another uh, another inf- member of the infantry. That's two uh, for uh, award winners from the infantry here. Uh, Rory, one of the guys, is saying, "Hey, where's where? When are the awards coming out? I want to know if I made on an All Star, if I got an award." Rory Smirgin, you got two-way Player of the Year in Tier Two. Okay, on to Tier Three. All right, Tier Three, you're gonna have to give me a little bit of time to get this one ready. So yeah, so for Quarterback of the Year, uh, it was it was uh, I think a difficult choice. There were maybe two or uh, two or three candidates uh, possible, uh, but obviously only, there could only be one, uh, and the Quarterback of the Year in Year three went to. It went to Zach Stacy. Well Zach's earned. Well earned. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we were talking about uh, Zach and his development, uh, kind of mirroring mine, but uh, well earned. Uh, like how you throw yourself in that equation, other no, 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 no. It's not about that. It's, uh, look, Zach Stacy uh, throwing in tier two, throwing in tier three. Uh, well deserved award for him. Uh, again, one of the the up and coming. And uh, watch out, maybe tier one next uh, fall cup for uh, for Zach Stacy. All right, next we have tier three receiver of the year. Tyler Gerberg, this guy. Uh, Tyler Gerberg. Targeted, uh, I think, 100 times in eight games. 98. <laughs> 98 times. Or just two. Come on, you couldn't target him two more times. Tyler Bianchi. Um, Tyler Gerberg, him too. One of the up-and-coming up uh, receivers in uh, in FPF. Making a, a name for himself, obviously, with uh, now a receiver of the year title yeah, to his name. And next we have our defensive player of the year. Ah, oh, the Rock, the Rock of Cristiano. Uh, great season for him this year, uh, playing for the Penetrators. Eight INTs, two PDs, three pick sixes. Already he's had an impact in the playoffs. Uh, he's been a game changer for them. I mean, they, they lack that kind of edge on speed, and he is a guy that brings it to them. So congrats to Rock of Cristiano. And two-way player of the year. Yes, two-way guys. player of the year for Tier 3. It's a face you probably will recognize. Look at that smile. Hey, hey, Manuel Arroyo with a new picture. He knew it. He's like, give me a new picture. I I, I want that award. Um, he, he, so that's he, why you gave it to him because he took a new picture? <laughs> that's No, that's why he got a new picture because he, he wanted an award. But did uh, he know he won the award? No, he wanted the award. So he said, I want the award. I'm going to take a new picture. So it goes up. Uh, Manuel right, pro tip to everyone next year take a new profile <laughs> picture <laughs> there you go uh, Manuel Arroyo with uh, over 360 yards 10 touchdowns double digit TDs uh, added to that with three interceptions taking one to the house he is your two way player of the year in All tier right. three on to tier four tier four you're gonna have to wait just a bit because I have to set these up in between so yeah so a bit of a race here with the quarterback of the year Vince Chung Nick DeLisi uh Francis Dumontier, Kenny Boutillier can be in that conversation as well. Uh, no quarterback threw for 1,500 yards for the season. Uh, most touchdowns was from Vincent Chung, who had 35. Uh, you had six players that threw 30 touchdowns or more. Um, you actually had a pretty good run uh, in the top six. You had three, uh, three of the players who threw six, TD, uh, six INTs or less. Um, however, the big knock could be the pass completion numbers here. Right. Today it was at 58%. Trump was at 57%. Uh, Nick DeLisa was at 71%, which could definitely be uh, a game changer for him. And the quarterback here goes to... 
Oh, Vince Chung. Mr. Chung. All right. Vince Chung, good season for him, 35 touchdowns. Almost 1,500 yards passing. That might be the, the, the reason why he got that award. And well-earned for him. I mean, he's definitely grown in this position as a quarterback in FPF from where he was day one to where we are today. Has a quarterback of the year to his name. Looking yeah. for a final cha- final championship as a quarterback. Uh, yeah. Still alive in his playoff run. And is he not leaving? Or yes. Yeah, he's moving overseas, right? Yeah, to Hong Kong, I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah. overseas. Yeah, that's after the season, though. So, so he, he's leaving. Uh, he's he's bringing uh, some hardware over to Hong Kong. Yeah, him. this. I wonder how he's going to claim it. Uh, you know, when they ask him. So, you 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 know who he he should ask. He should ask you for tips on uh, passing things through the yeah, border. Yeah, cash money, <laughs> three stacks. Okay, uh, receiver of the year. Yeah, we got some targets to Joe Morgazi, and the winner is Joe Morgazi. Me, bro. <laughs> He's going to get that. You know what? First off, congratulations to Joe Morgese uh, because he's about to be a father um, in the coming week or two. For the second time, question mark? First time. Oh, really? Exclamation point. So that must have been his like niece or something. I saw pictures of it. Yeah. So congrats to Joe on that. Him, him and his wife, they're expecting in the next couple weeks here. But congrats on this award win. Uh, Well-deserved for Joe. Uh, 17 touchdowns, led the league in passing uh, reception yards. And also receptions overall. Yeah. So he, yeah. uh, he almost... He almost. had the triple crown. Almost he had, had tri- it. Almost had the triple almost, crown. Almost, almost had the triple crown. Receptions, yards, and touchdowns. He was tied with Tomas say at seventeen apiece. But well earned for him. All right, defense play there. Chad oh. Duminiel, uh, yes. like I mentioned, of Ramfins. Uh, he, he, him, rushing quarterbacks. He was, uh, he was just eating quarterbacks out there uh, with twenty sacks. Uh, whenever you reach that, that uh, or, or eclipse the nineteen. Uh, sack mark you're always in contention for a defensive player of the year he did add one interception so imagine that uh one tip one pd so maybe that interception came off a a pass deflection uh another eight tackles so he was relentless uh going after quarterbacks uh chad dominion your tier four defensive player all right all right and lastly here our two-way player for tier four none other than thomas Chaussée. Felt like uh, the Habs. Uh, yeah, 17, 17 touchdowns, receptions, uh, 17 receiving touchdowns. Good defense stats for him. Had a really good year. He really played well this season. I uh, caught my attention and really ste- stepped up to the plate. So two of the four individual award winners go to save the turf tolls. All right, on to uh, women's. We'll do women's. We're doing, oh, no, no, we're doing no. co-ed next. Co-ed. Co-ed. We're doing it the order in the sheets. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 okay, yeah. co-ed, co-ed <laughs> one. Don't screw me up already, Mo. I'm doing oh, enough here. Oh, I want to screw you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This, this show's going off the rails yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got censored on that one. <laughs> hey, man. This got weird real fast here. <laughs> That's got to be a clip now, eh? Oh, I want to screw you real hard. <laughs> All right. For the first award here, it'll be... You said don't screw me over It'll be our tier one quarterback of the year. And I'm going to switch frames quite quickly here. So here we go. Here we go. Okay, cool. On to receiver the year now. I mean, why why would I why would I look at a picture when I can see the real? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, uh, hold on. Uh, It's not you answering your own award. No, no. This one, honestly, it goes to my teammates. They uh, they make me look good out there. Uh, just especially. Uh, do you have a violin eagle for this or no? I just, I just, I just get them the ball and they do all the uh, all the work for me. 
uh, to my teammates and kiss my ends. Yeah, so real hockey player answer right much. there. Okay, cool. You know, I'll give 110%, put the team in the, uh, in the net, puck, whatever it is. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I, just, I just put the puck downfield, and they uh, they dumped and chased it. All right, on to uh, receiver of the year. This is going this to be a tight race here. Marvin Steinberg. Okay, because he led the uh, league of receptions. Yards as well. Did not uh, win the triple crown of touchdowns. That was Jordan Alexi, who had 17 for the year. But Marvin Steinberg is your winner for Kiss My End Zone. Look at that. The first two award winners going to uh, Iggy Steve in this uh, award uh, race here as well. On to Defensive Player of the Year for this division is... This is going to none other than... Oh, prime time, Alexi. Jins Lee, who looks a little tired in that picture. I feel like, yeah, he should have retaken his picture. <laughs> yeah, but uh, either way, you, as 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 uh, the eagle theory is uh, comes undone, uh, whether it's uh, a, a tired-looking or old-looking picture, it doesn't matter. Jins uh, Lee Alexi with uh, no two interceptions was with four five zero ballers. He was balling out with the IG team. Um, putting up great defensive numbers, six INTs, sacked the quarterback once, took two of those uh, interceptions back to the house, and, and is always a tackle machine uh, and always blocking out uh, passes from opposing quarterbacks. GZ Alexi, your defensive player of the year. All right, and last but not least, the two-way player there is. Well, actually, there's one after that, too, but two-way player of the year is none other than Jordanson Alexi. Oh, look at that. The Alexi boy is coming through on the award. A well-earned for him. He had a really good season catching the ball. He was, I think, most touchdown receptions. And during the, the defense run, 13 PDs, 5 INTs. Excellent numbers for Jordanson Alexi. Mo, you seem to have forgotten yes. that there is an additional award yes. in co-ed. There right. is. It is uh, for Best Female no, Player right. uh, of the Year. And um, is this one going to a Kiss My End Zone player or a IG team player as the awards are tied 2-2? Tiebreaker goes to Constance oh, Milan oh, yes. of IG team. IG team. They brought her on as a, as one of the uh, oh, needy. Ringer? Yes. What? They brought her on as a ringer? No. I said they they, they, they saw a need to improve uh, the female talent on the team. They brought in a, uh, a great player in Constance Milan, and uh, she provided them with uh, stellar play. The best female player of the year went to Constance Milan. All right. On to Coed 2. You're going to need to filibuster just a little oh bit here. Goodness, you spent 20 minutes on this. Holy bleep. How much time we got to spend on this, man? I mean, look, so, I told you, usually yes. we do graphics for this, but you guys wanted to do a segment and put every picture up and so, talk about everyone. So, so, while, so while the IG team didn't necessarily... Good. Let's go. They didn't necessarily need the team uh, the help. The offensively, uh, Constance Milan was uh, the right, best on to defensively. <laughs> Enough of this. Here we go. Quarterback of the year, Alex Noel. Who needs a picture? Uh, <laughs> why is this one dropped for? <laughs> why is he not smiling? I have to zoom in a he lot. He's smiling. Though. This is zoomed in 200%. <laughs> He's not smiling. <laughs> he is smiling. You want to see actual size? It's actually this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man. Hey, it's not the size of the picture. It's the uh, the size it's, of the it's, award. It's the touchdowns that matter. It's the size of the award. Look, 33 touchdowns, 6 INTs, 70% uh, pass completion. Look, him and Sarah Parker went neck for neck. Sarah Parker had uh, more passing yards, but uh, more INTs. Uh, this might be uh, up for debate because... Rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, that might be the key reason why um, uh, Mr. Noel won that award. Because uh, he had 1,500 15, uh, total yards, 37 total TDs yeah, so combined. The combined yards of run and pass is the uh, key for them. All right, on to receive of the year. All right, this one might be a little surprise or a feel-good story and everything. We have... 
from oh. the free agent squad. Oh, yes. Uh, led the league in receptions and TDs. Uh, had 22 he has a name, by the way. We said it. I didn't hear it. said it. Good season for him. I score kept a couple of games. He did have some big cl- clutch catches for them. So, yeah, I definitely think this is a award-worthy winner. Matthew Ballon might have an argument because of the mo- most yards of 456 by one and most receptions. But uh, Eric Letourneau is your winner. All right, on to... Defensive player of the year. Shannon oh, Smith. Smith. Yes. Playing. I've seen him play a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Playing with Y and Y. Y and Y. I'm sure that'll be a Gino DeFazio award right there. Yeah, eight eight interceptions. Um, believe that was a co-ed to uh, tier two high. Uh, eight interceptions, four uh, passes defended, uh, six tackles for Shannon Smith as your defensive player of the year. All right, and two-way player of the year goes to another person who needs a new playoff uh, picture. Benjamin Carley of Balls Deep, uh, the very athletic quarterback and defensive back, um, put up. 30, uh, close to 30 touchdowns in his uh, first FPF season, uh, but a nonetheless a very impressive rookie season uh, with uh, accumulating another five interceptions, another touchdown there on the defensive side of the ball. Benjamin Carley, your best two-way player of the year in COET 2. And for our last award Women's of the COET 2 division, the best female player goes to... Maya, oh, Maya DeFazio. DeFazio, yes, she's growing. Who also up. needs a new picture? <laughs> yeah, she's grown up in front of her eyes as a player, and uh, she's gotten better. She's gotten better. I know she she's more known for her women's uh, quarterbacking, but uh, definitely played a good season this year. So congrats to her. All right, and then we're gonna move on to our last division here, which will be the women's one. If I can get this loaded up as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, I don't think this one was uh, much of a surprise. Uh, the quarterback of the year was probably one back uh, <laughs> back in September or October. Uh, uh, I think it was one back in training camp. Maybe. Uh, it's very possible. But uh, no, because the, there were no stats up there. But Maud Lacasse, quarterback uh, of the year for the Brut. Uh, look, she had an exceptional season, uh, putting up 48 touchdowns in just the eight games that is the Fall Cup. Uh, hit the 2,000 passing yard mark. Again, another uh, exceptional uh, statistic just given My the home eight games. Uh, Kicking ass. There you go. Receiver of receiver the year. Receiver of the year goes to... It's going to be a close race. GG. Abillo. Abante. Uh, almost over 700 yards, 55 receptions. Uh, did not win the triple count when he had 10 touchdowns, but the yards and receptions is the deciding factor. Camilo Abante, who was in Spain teaching uh, uh, over the last year, came back halfway through the spring season. Uh, has now become a mainstay for the Red Nation, taking over for uh, Rochelle Valier, who's recovering from a knee injury. Uh, massive numbers for her and a great job for her being a two-way star basketball and football. Next, we have the Defensive Player of the Year. And this award goes to... Sabrina Gervais. Uh, another player who took a new picture this year, so maybe there is something to, to the theory here. Uh, look, defensively, uh, I, I, I mentioned it. She's an absolute stud out there on defense. Uh, two interceptions, five PDs. 34 tackles. She's just a tackle machine out there. Um, again, on most nights, she is the best defensive player on the football field and now has a individual award to uh, to back that up. 
And our last award for the women's division and for tonight is going to be the two-way player in the women's tier. And this goes to... Marise Paquette of Wolfpack. Uh, I've mentioned it in many articles many times on this podcast. Uh, Marise Paquette, a, a true two-way threat, uh, narrowly uh, getting 700 yards uh, on offense, eight touchdowns, 74 receptions in just seven games played getting uh, 10 receptions a game, adding another seven interceptions to her name. Uh, just an absolute baller out there. She is your two-way player of the year in the women's division. See, that wasn't too, too bad, Mo. It was long. It was of long course it was long. We were doing a whole bunch of rewards. You want to do long. them one by one. I know. All right, on to games of the week. Well, before we get to games of the week, first off, I have to wait for this music to finish playing. Uh, by the way, I cycled through about, I think, Five or six different tracks. Actually, more than that, actually. Wait, hold on. Oh, did you? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is the eighth track that's I didn't been notice. on the cycle. They're all in the celebration category uh -huh. of our uh, music collection. So if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, leave a comment to let us know which one of the tracks was your favorite. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, there's an order of them. Just tell me the timestamp of which song you like best. And that's the one we'll use for future segments. And I'll have it on a repeat instead. This one's not pretty bad. awesome. Good to know. They're also They're all pretty good, actually. I think considered. Uh, before we get into our games of the week, a reminder that we get money from people to play ads. Hey, FPF players, looking to take your fitness to the next level? BuzzFit Gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. I'm sure our award winners go to BuzzFit and. Uh, yeah, you're going to pump out some iron over there. There you now. go. All right, it is now time for Games of the Week. It's fairly animated. I mean, yeah, we have to be animated after that. Segment. Look at all that happy music we had. Also, oh, I man, can probably get rid wild. of this, and I'll get rid of this. Um, let's start in Tier 4 with Pasta Arabiat versus Only Flags. Uh, I'm going to pass the boys. I'll go Only Flags with the upset. Wind Diesel, Salt and a Pepper. Wind Diesel. I'll go Win Diesel too. They're on Cookie a run. Monsters, Toon Squad. Uh, Toon Squad. I'll go Cookie Monsters. Ramfins, Super Troopers. Super Troopers. Yeah, I'm going Super Troopers too. We won't predict the matchups happening on Monday night from those quarterfinals, but in our semifinal game, save the Turtles, Dewey Molasses. Turtles. I'll go save the Turtles, but Dewey, keep it close. All right, we're going to go Tier 3, West Island Boys, the Penetrators. Web. Uh, yeah, they have that finals experience uh, and big win over Idaho. Give me West Island boys. Team Sexy, Griff Nation. Uh, Griff Nation. I'll go Griff Nation. They're on a heater. Killer Rays, Bandits. Uh, Rays. Uh, Killer Rays. All right, we won't talk about the other games. We'll do that later. Tier 2, Easy W, Dirty Birds. Uh, uh Birds. Yeah, they're, they're a hot man. Dirty Birds. Diamond Bougie, Fins Up. Fins Up. I, I don't know why this, something's telling me fins up and we'll go willpower. One more interception closer to Danny Demore. The infantry kiss my in-laws. In Can't pick it. All right. Tier two, cap friendly Braves, KGP. CFB. Yeah, I'll go the Braves, but uh, again, KGP keeps it close. Maroons 2.0, blessed. Uh, Maroons. Going blessed, one point victory. Rodeom Luminaire, 450 450. Uh, 450, they're hot, man. They're, they're 
they're just hot. Four or five oh, brother. All right, we have women's division. We already know the winner of Vortex Wolfpack, unfortunately. Red so we're gonna go Red Nation Red Wolfpack. Nation. Red Nation. Yeah, I'll go Red Nation. Going to another final. Tier two. At least we tried. Who's gonna carry the boats? Boats. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm picking a lot of hot teams here, but let's go with the boats. And Predators Sub Zero. Uh, Sub Zero. I'll go Sub Zero as well. Because you guys both picked the same teams, mm. who's gonna carry the boats versus Sub Zero? Well, uh, Sub Zero. I think that's the end of the heater for the boats. Sub Zero. Okay, and then because you both picked the same one there, Sub Zero. Why and why? Uh, you go Sub-Zero. I'll go Y and Y. Ooh, we finally got a split. All right. And then Co-Ed 1, Plenty of Fish Vultures. Oh, boy. Plenty of fish. Yeah, without Ben McMahon, yeah. plenty of fish for me. And then Plenty of Fish versus the IG team. IG team. IG team. Ooh, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it will. It will very much. That brings us to the ends of our games of the week. Simo, that wasn't going to be too, too oh, bad. Yeah, it was long. It was okay. Yeah, it, was okay. Um, it was only a little longer because of the awards. Yeah, the awards took us like 20 minutes. Okay, uh, reminder, keep a close eye in case something does open up for winter registration. I mean, no, the, it won't open up. We already have a no. quick backlog. Like, yeah. if you are trying to, like, make roster adjustments, go ahead and email them into us and everything. But, I mean, we're pretty much full at this yeah. point. So yeah. we keep an eye. I, I mean, I, it's highly unlikely, but sure, yeah. keep an eye because I don't want you to. Free agent combine coming up. Definitely yeah. go ahead and yeah. check that out. And then finals are Brossard Saturday, Heber Sunday. Hey, and that's it. One, one more show, show boys. Yeah. One more show. One, one more week close to PC coming back. Show. One more show. It's been a weird season. Yeah, it started off rocky here yeah, on yeah, Calling the Audible, but we we're back on. We're no, we're not. We're finishing strong. <laughs> finishing strong, man. Finish line. Oh, where are we going next Saturday? Are we eating next Saturday? We going uh, can we do Sunday? Oh, can we do both Sundays? Uh, maybe. Because yeah. Sunday's going to be in Brossard. No, Sunday's in Hebert. No, the opposite. Stop. Oh. Sunday, Saturday in Brossard. Sunday we're in Hebert. No, it's the. Uh, it's oh my god. Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's Saturday. Saturday, Brossard. Saturday Brossard. Sunday Hebert. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So Hebert, we can go to what's called right over here. Milano. Jerry Poots. Milano. No, but you know, we're going to get smoked meat. I can't. Oh, I got to see. I have a Christmas party. Saturday, Sunday, no. we what? Saturday, Duns. Sunday, Milano's. Or Duns, I'm, I'm doing Duns at that Brossard one on Thursday, actually. Oh. Somewhere else in Brossard? No, we go to Duns. We go to Chinois if they close. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. If anyone has a hookup anywhere in the South Shore, let us know. We'll Maybe we can uh, Magic show Bruce, up. Please. Good night, Melanie Bedard. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, God.